Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead. Found in human flesh and inked in blood, this ancient Sumerian text contained bizarre burial rites, funerary incantations, and demon resurrection passages. It was never meant for the world of the living. The book awoke something dark in the woods. Episode 113. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware parties. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over Culture push over pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's pop culture leftovers. Five, four, three. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm Jake. 
and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. All right, guys, we just got done recording our The Force Awakens spoilers episode. Felt and, so good. And you know what? I don't give a shit what people thought of the episode. That was one of the most fun episodes I've had recording with you guys ever. Yeah, it was great. Total blast. I'm like, like I haven't even come, I haven't even watched the movie yet, and I feel like I'm coming off a of Force Awakens high. Yeah, for sure. Just talking about fucking that movie. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like I'm straight up coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I looked you in the eye when you said that, I feel like I got your vinegar strokes. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Google vinegar strokes if you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Got to stay out of the blast range. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, this is going to be a regular episode for this week. Uh, we do have a Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, spoiler episode. You can listen to that. I hope you will. Yeah. But if you don't want to be spoiled on The Force Awakens, don't listen. You know what? Fuck it. Listen to it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> And if you think we sucked during this episode, it's because we, we fucking left it all on the table yeah, for that force of shot our load. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see here. Uh, this episode, we are going to be talking about Ash versus the Evil Dead, as well as like the latest episodes of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Where I run away. I do, you know, you know, like coming off the, coming off like this, like, uh, amazing fucking high that we had, you know, talking about, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, more, something on a more somber note. Uh, Frank has decided that he is not going to be a part of the podcast anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, l- l- let me talk about, let me preface it this way. It was his choice and, um, it has nothing to do with like, you know, feelings towards us. Yeah. It has to, it has to do with like things that are going on in his life right now. You know, as we know, we talked about, you know, in the past, like, you know, he did lose, he did lose a parent, you yeah. know, he lost his mother <clears throat> and, and he's just going through a lot right now. So, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not saying that he'll never come back. I don't know. It, it sounds that he's. I don't know if he'll come back and do an episode. I hope that he will. I don't. In the future. I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of uh, Fred Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I asked him. I said, you know, we do have like a texting group. Like we do have like a texting thread. Like we're all the leftovers and like like you know Frank. We all have like we text each other. And I, I asked Frank. I said, did you want to be taken out of the text message group? And he said no. He's yeah. like, I, I want to be still be a part of it. So we'll hear from Frank. <laughs> we'll hear from Frank. So hopefully, you know, I mean, if you want to send him like a little nice message on Twitter or something like that, you know, that's fine. But uh, he's going through a lot, and uh, you know, just try try to be there for him. And if he's not as interactive as he was, it's because he's going through some stuff. And and uh, but we wish him the best, and I hope he does come back in a future episode and and talk with us because I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, like. You know, for like listeners, like you, you got to understand, like listeners listen to us every week, like the dedicated listeners that listen to us all the time. Yeah, like we're, I guess, like we're, it's as weird and fucked up as it is. Like we're a part of their life, and like Frank has become a part of these people's lives. I mean, Frank has done like fifty, sixty episodes with us. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, they, you know, like they, you know, they don't get to hear Frank anymore. They're gonna miss him. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a hole in this podcast that dick jokes used to fill. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Thank God you're still here, Jake. I don't know what I, I don't know what I'd do without Jake, man. I'm telling you, man. The fucking the day that Jake walks away from the podcast is the day I fucking hang up the cape, man. Oh, I appreciate that. That means a lot. It's gonna take a lot to get me to go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a lot more Funko hate than you fucking got to get God. me to walk away. That's, that's true. That's true. You know, that's just my thing. That's my thing. Like, I, like, uh, like today I was fucking Funko shaming on, yeah. on Facebook, and that's just my thing. You know, it's like like uh, this is people giving, you know, Ryan Drosen. <laughs> I saw that. Kind of giving me some shit about, like, you know, 
know, Funko shaming and like we should all be accepting and stuff like that. And it's just like, no, that's just me. <laughs> I'm just an asshole. That's a, I'm a dick. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you read that? I, I, did. I laughed. He, he gave me the whole do unto others speech. I yeah. was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I respect Ryan. Ryan's cool. Ryan's cool, man. Yeah. So, fuck, yeah. Uh, that reminds me, there's a new episode of Star Joe's that just came up, and I haven't listened to it yet. Can't wait to listen to What's it. What's its theme? I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, man. Um, but uh, I'm telling you, these last few episodes of Star Joe's have just been hitting on all cylinders. It's been fantastic. He's got a great core of guys on that show right now. I, it, it's, it's, it's a great podcast. I wish it came out a little bit more frequently, but, uh, you know, Ryan's a busy guy and these other guys are busy too. So yeah, yeah. it's always great when a new episode of Star Joe's comes out. Um, uh, guys, we did talk, we talked about Frank and that's sad, but on a, on a happy note, this was our last month, October mm-hmm. was our lowest month for downloads <laughs> in a long time. We did it. We have, <laughs> apparently we have offended some people because, like, honestly, like we went from like I don't know. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give the actual numbers out, but uh, I I'll tell you it was about uh, three thousand, maybe four thousand downloads less than what we usually get. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we did something right <laughs> again. Yeah. Again. Woo! I don't All think right. it's our fault. It was a bad time for movies and TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of crap. Question for you guys, and you can honestly, you can, you can, you can answer honestly. Uh, when it comes to tattoos on women, yes, yay or nay? Uh, I'm, I'm like middle ground. Okay. I'm yay as long as it's not like I'm a girl with my whole body covered in tattoos. Mm. All right, yay or nay, Mister Piper? Uh, every girl I've dated has had tattoos, so I don't know okay. any different. You know, okay. I like it. Okay, I like it. Do four or under? That's my rule. Okay. Yeah, not a whole body or anything. Yeah, okay. I, li- I like it on certain – I guess I, I'm not – I don't know. I'm not a huge fan, but I like – I guess I like it more maybe on certain parts as opposed to other parts. Like if it's on like a breast, mm-hmm. don't like it. No, yeah. I agree. Agree. I, I feel like when, when a tattoo's on a breast, it's almost like when you're sitting in the theater and you've got like the tall guy sitting in front of you. <laughs> And his head is right in the middle of the screen, and you've got to move and adjust your head to get a good look at you know the the screen. Right. That's that's that basically a tattoo on the breast is the same thing. It's like, eh, come on, fucking move that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's that's a breast. Goddamn right. it. It's a beautiful thing by yeah, itself. Exactly. Like if there's like a even like a fly on your TV screen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's the equivalent of a fucking fly on a TV screen or that tall motherfucker that sits in front of you at the theater. Get that fucking thing off the breast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see a fucking picture of a fucking unicorn on your tit. Right, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I don't need a butterfly, you know, perched on your boob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree with that. It's a little awkward. Get that fucking frog off your areola, you know? <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. I love frogs. Yeah. <laughs> I got another question for you guys. I'm sorry, I'm still fucking like, I'm, fun. I'm still fucking like charged from that fucking Force Awakens oh, yeah, yeah. fucking talk we had, so I'm like in a good mood right now. Guys, do you ever think in the history of man that anyone has actually died by slipping on a banana peel. Mm. Like in the history, like in the history from like day one. Where is this question coming from? <laughs> because in all the fucking, in all the fucking, you know, like, uh, like cartoons and shit, like yeah. somebody falls on a banana, slips on a banana peel. Has the irony ever actually happened? 
where somebody slipped on a banana peel and died. Like, that was their death. Like, their death is an actual fucking punchline. It has to have happened, but I don't think as much as cartoons would lead you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It doesn't have to happen, like, all the time. It's yeah. not like, oh, it's like, oh, shit, here's our third related banana peel death <laughs> this year. Yeah. We need to ban bananas. Exactly. <laughs> Chiquita gets sued again. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, 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 has it happened just once? It has happened once. once. One time. Okay. Yeah. One okay. time. One time. <laughs> One time, uh, I was I was waiting for like the the sex question, and we got a banana peel question. <laughs> Would you ever wrap it up with a banana peel? <laughs> no. There no. you go. There's your sex question, Jake. You feel better now? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> when I was a teenager, one of my friends read uh, Steven Tyler's autobiography. Oh wow! What did he do? And he um, d- dried out banana peels mm-hmm. and then smoked them because apparently you got some hallucinogenic effect. So my friend like spent like two weeks drying out these banana peels mm-hmm. and made like five banana joints. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I'm 16. Fuck it. Let's see what this does. And I smoked like a third of this thing. Got the biggest headache I've ever gotten in my fucking life. And no hallucinations. And mm. it tasted like absolute fucking crap. <laughs> my friend smoked all five of them by himself yeah. and got, got nothing. Wow. <laughs> Fuck so, you, Steven Tyler. God damn yeah. you, Steven Tyler. <laughs> Still, the best thing to come out of Aerosmith was Liv Tyler. So, oh. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm not a big Aerosmith guy. I like the old shit, like back when they did drugs, like uh, fucking uh, Sweet Emotions yeah. and shit, like mm-hmm. the old shit. It was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, like any of it. Living on the edge. No, that, that was later. New shit. Yeah, that wasn't as good. No. Yeah. No. Rad doll. Leave me in a movie. Eat the Rich. That's like my favorite. Yeah. I fucking love that song. I still to this day don't get Dude Looks Like a Lady. Is it the dude looks like a lady or is it dude, comma, looks like a lady? It's actually they, they had read the script to The Big Lebowski before <laughs> anybody else had. Okay. <laughs> And they were basically saying that Jeff Bridges looks kind of like a woman. Okay. <laughs> I still I don't get that song. I still don't fucking get it. It's like Strawberry Fields. It's God. just as important. But that's a good song. Oh, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a joke. Uh, I also wanted to point out, and these guys have no idea that I even fucking listen to their podcast, but uh, Fight for Comics had their last episode. Yeah. And I've been a listener of their podcast for about three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, hilarious comic book podcast and uh last week they had their last episode they they had 301 episodes nice so very impressive i saw you tweeting about it yeah very uh, funny 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 guys uh, good guys very good guys yeah. uh they have no idea that i even listened no. you know uh but uh <laughs> you know very 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 funny that's podcast. the that's the first podcast you turned me on to as far as comic books go before we yeah. started this yeah. and it really like like inspired yeah. me to kind of jump on board with this yeah 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 those those guys were fun to listen to very fun to listen to so yeah but it's it's kind of crazy you know 301 episodes they did it for about six and a half years Mm -hmm. recording podcasts and made me think of like you know like uh number one it made me think of like a new podcast that's popped up that's kind of filled that void is comic slobs yeah Yeah. because I, I i mean for me, it's like I listened to Fight for Comics because I wanted to hear about comics, but I also wanted to laugh. Mm-hmm. And like with them gone now, it's like I still get that though. Thankfully, with you know Ryan, Greg, and Brian over at the Comics Labs, and so yeah, you know it's nice that like 
you know, one little comic book flower died, but you know, another one came up. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's, yeah. I wish I wish the listeners could have saw your hand motions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, it was kind of like a, <laughs> an explosion. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I should have had Periscope going for that. Frank was here. He'd be giggling. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, fight for comics. Three hundred and one yeah. episodes, man. Pretty fucking awesome. God bless you. God bless you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, listen to uh, yeah. I'm plugging comic slobs. Go ahead and give them a listen. They're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. you know what? We're gonna we, we we're gonna try to read emails. We might get. <laughs> Can I bring up something before we get going? Yeah, go for it, man. We missed last week, and I was curious how everyone's Halloween was. Mm. I was still getting over a sickness. So. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do shit. I never do for Halloween. Nobody comes to this house. You know, I. You know I who came to, to? You know who came to this house on Halloween, Jay? Uh. I did. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> we had a good time. Yeah, uh, we had a good time. That's right. You guys, ate- thank, thank you for coming over because that was kind of a lonely night. It was fun. We came over. <laughs> me and Jay watched the Evil Dead premiere yeah. together. Yeah, and we'll Painted talk about each other's that. nails. And <laughs> I told Brian privately that it was so fun watching Evil Dead with Jay that yeah, he was like, it was like watching it with an older older woman in the theater. <laughs> And he was like screaming at every corner, like yeah. "Oh my God, don't go in there!" <laughs> and it really brought it brought a lot of enjoyment to it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, like when I when I moved here, like you know, I was brought up in a neighborhood where like you know just people would be coming for hours to your house for candy. So I moved here. It's not like it's a bad neighborhood. Yeah. But nobody nobody's ever come here for Halloween, so it's always been kind of depressing. So yeah, it was a fun night, man. <laughs> it was fun. I um I dressed up as Guilty Remnant. Mm-hmm. And went to work from the leftovers. Yeah. And yeah. I had a great time. I was tapping on customer's shoulder. I had a little note that said, can I help you find anything? And just played the part all day. It was What did you think time. about that last episode? I like. I loved it. Wow. It was it was depressing. It was so good, though. But it was it was really good. It was, yeah. I, I think the Matt solo episode from season one is the episode that really kick-started the series for me in the first place. Yeah. Like, I was kind of on the fence until that episode last season. Right. And I feel like this episode just wham, right again. Like, the, the Matt stuff is so powerful. Yeah. And he's such a sympathetic character. And yeah. And so multifaceted. Sometimes I, like, forget, like, Nora's his sister. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. And it's just, like, when – just the love that she has for her brother – yeah, so. like and Matt, when Matt couldn't get back in, I was like, "What the fuck is what the fuck is up with Miracle?" Like, yeah, don't, don't they have better measures to figure out like who the fuck is living there? If it's mm-hmm. that important and you're keeping that much like, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you live here or not, you think they'd have that like written down somewhere? Oh, dude, and in that oh, we got to see the ninth Doctor's cock in that one. We did, we did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a healthy cock. Doc- yeah. Healthy cock. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, Doctor Who's endowed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow, yeah. Doctor Who, Doctor Me, that's who. <laughs> yeah. Fucking exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> exterminate. <laughs> There's your dick jokes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're filling that hole. Yeah. yeah. One dick joke All at for time. Frank. Oh, Gosh, I feel sorry for the holes he fills. <laughs> yeah. I was going to... When I, came, when I came over to Jay's, I <laughs> the was going to... girth on that man. <laughs> the girth. When I came over to Jay's, I was going to keep it up. I was going to do the Guilty Remnant thing all day, but I was like, I can't do this to Jay. No. <laughs> this yeah. is depressing enough. I'm like, talk to me, Jay! <laughs> 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 Writing shit down. Yeah. Oh my God, don't go in there, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> on paper. Guys, let's talk about... Let's. You know what? Let's move into our good pop, bad pop, okay? <laughs> let's do it. 
It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Jay's dancing again. Jay's dance moves again. That was funky. All right, There's guys. There's no music there. I know. It's still funny. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Uh, we do have a rating system here on Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, I need to find that rating system. My, my question is, will Jay dance during it? <laughs> how can you dance during the rating system? The, the, how do you dance during the good pop, bad pop? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Rating system. Eventually. <laughs> God damn it. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. Toss it, taste it, Tupperware. Uh, first thing I want to talk about uh, is uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. It, we didn't get to talk about it last week, so we're two episodes in. We've yes. all seen the first two episodes of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Correct. Of course, uh, ta- you know, it's it's Bruce Campbell. He's coming back, and like this is the continuation from the last time we saw him in Army of Darkness. So... Um, that first episode was directed by uh, Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by him, too. Written by Sam Raimi. And uh, let's talk about the first two episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, Jay, I want you to jump into it and uh, rate it and talk about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I obviously thoroughly enjoyed the, the first episode. Had a lot of fun watching that, as as I thought I would. Um you know, no, nothing really to, that I can complain about. This definitely brought about the nostalgia I had watching, you know, Army of Darkness and Evil Dead. So, I mean, for me, it's like all about Bruce Campbell. So we're introduced mm-hmm. to a couple other characters, which I think are going <clears> to, <throat> you know, definitely in the second episode kind of add to, you know, what he's doing. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, you know, the the uh, Deadites and, you know, all the... Uh, all, all the quirky jokes that Bruce Campbell always has, you know, trying to play the cool badass. He's definitely still the cool badass in mm-hmm. my book. So, yeah, I definitely – I Tupperware it um, the first two episodes so far. All right. You want to go ahead? Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, I really liked it a lot too. Like like we said earlier, I um, had a lot of fun watching it with Jay. Um, one thing I really liked about this show that I didn't know they were going to do was they really brought it back to the um, Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2 sensibilities more so than the Army of Darkness sensibilities. Mm-hmm. I like that it w- it went back to being a little bit more raunchy, a little bit more gory, not afraid to use you know the cuss words and everything, and I really appreciate that. I, as much as I love Army of Darkness, it, it, it always felt like the watered-down Evil Dead movie yeah. in that respect, you know, where they kind of cut back from that for the PG-13 rating. Right. And I like that they shot for the R in this. I liked it a lot. Um, I Tupperware I Tupperware it too. I, I mean, I'm such an Evil Dead fanboy. Evil Dead Two is probably one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. I mean, it was it was going to be hard for me not to Tupperware and love this. I thought Bruce Campbell was in rare form. He was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought the direction, the Raimi direction, was great in the first episode. Um, Raimi does a lot of the voices of the deadites and like a lot of the weird noises they make and stuff too. And it was great to hear all that kind of stuff again. And I mean, even though I said it didn't have the army of darkness sensibilities, I, in some ways it had some of them where it had a little bit of the high fantasy that army of darkness kind of brought to the mix with like the doll scene and everything like that. Yeah. 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 And so it it was kind of a nice blend of of all three movies. I I really liked it a lot. It it was great. High Tupperware. 
Okay, Tupperware. Um, Stars has to be just happy with the amount of subscriptions it's been getting because they renewed it for a second season before the first episode even aired. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's an indicator that subscriptions have gone up to Stars. I mean, there's no other way around that. I mean, it has to be huge for them to just be like, oh, shit, people are fucking actually subscribing to Stars. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow. We we did something right. Yeah. It didn't work with Spartacus, but it's working now. Yeah. Well, it's the climate, you know, it's, it's the climate, you know, you have walking dead and stuff, but you don't have, you don't have the fun. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's a perfect combination of what we've kind of seen, you know, be successful and the name recognition that the show brings. Yeah. I am going to bring up, uh, something that I don't like about this. Yes. Uh, I do not, and it, it might turn into something great, but as of right now, I don't care about the side story mm. that's going on with, like, the police officer detective character. Yes. Okay. I don't like it. It may turn around, and it may be something awesome, but I think it really kind of took away from, like, some of the momentum that they were building in that first episode. Mm-hmm. So in that first episode, I kind of was like, yeah, at the first like 20 minutes of it, mm-hmm. I was just like, why am I seeing this woman? I don't care about her or her partner. I don't care about any of that. Um, once we got the final 20 minutes of that first episode, mm-hmm. it was an absolute Tupperware from yeah. that point on. I give the first episode a high taste it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, second episode, I absolutely loved it. They still haven't worked in a great way to incorporate that detective character. Yes. So, you know, overall, I'm going to give this a high taste it between the first two. I Trust me, I love it. I'm going to keep watching it. Oh, Every, yeah. Everything with Ash is great. It's just they really have to sell me on what they're doing to bring that other character along and how she incorporates in this. And I and, and I think how they might do that is the – who's the – Lucy Lawless? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her character, which they kind of like had her in there a little bit. And I think she fits in great with this world. I think I think her character is going to fit in great with this world. For sure. And the other two characters that Bruce is working with, Ash is working with, they fit in great with this world. They're yeah. they're, they're great, you know. Pablo uh, and Kel. Pablo, yeah. yeah, they're great. I mean. Are we actually going to see more Lucy Lawless? Yeah, I, 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 think, I think they showed her in the third episode that they're going to show her. Okay. She's she, I think she's, she's just going to keep showing up as as like somebody that's talking to that detective lady, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, because she's married to Robert Taper, mm. who was one of the writers, executive producers of all three Evil Dead movies. Okay. So I kind of thought that maybe that was just like her helping about her and Raimi are buddies too, and they've known each other forever. No, I think I think th- that we're going to see her in future episodes. That's cool because uh, I think I saw her in like the sneak preview for the third episode. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any of the sneak <clears throat> previews. Okay, um, so. I, that's the only problem that I have with it is, and, and it could, this could turn out to be like a Tupperware for me mm-hmm. if, if it all comes together in the story. Cause like, I love the Ash stuff. It is fucking phenomenal. Tupperware, every scene with Ash, Pablo, and what's the chick's name? Kelly. Kelly. Yep. It's great. The only problem, and I am going to nitpick because yeah, I want to Tupperware everything that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell's in, mm-hmm. but I am going to nitpick them on this. I am going to nitpick them on that character and how she's fitting in. Yeah, I can see how you could feel that way. Um, one thing about this show is it's it's not an episodic show. It definitely feels like one movie cut into however many episodes mm-hmm. it's going to be. And yeah, so, it's not it's not like we have huge cliffhangers after every episode. Right. Yeah, it definitely feels like I mean the second episode picked up right when the first episode yeah. ended. 
and it definitely feels like one narrative that we're telling. Right. So maybe that will get better for you. I I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, not, I in the second episode it was kind of meh, but I, I really she was barely there in the sep- second episode. But I liked it in the first episode. I thought the stuff with her and her partner going into the house and us seeing dead ice again for the first it time. It took me out of it. I thought it, that was fun. It took me out of it, man. It took me out of it. I was like, can we get back to Ash? Can yeah. we get back to? I don't care about this character. I don't care about anything that's going on in this house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess they have. I, I think, and I think it's just for the story that they're 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 trying too hard to like for people that might nitpick it. Like, oh, how is the outside world reacting to all the things that are going on within this story of the Deadites? How is everybody else reacting? Is anybody else picking up on this? And mm-hmm. I think like they felt like they had to do that. To like fill that hole when in all actuality, I think you could have just had like Ash and this Pablo and Kelly character and like all that kind of just like fall into place around them. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. I see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It it didn't detract from me too much, but I I can see where you're coming from. It could get tied in better. Trust me. I'm not trying. I am. I am nitpicking at this point because it may turn out to be awesome when she's finally – she just feels like she just doesn't feel like she fits into this whole Evil Dead world. Yeah, for me, she feels like she should be on like, like a uh, fucking like uh, Minority Report, Minority Report, <laughs> or, or like or like one of these like CSI shows yeah. or something. And yeah, I, just, I agree with that. It, it, it doesn't. She st- was very like when you look back on those two episodes, like you don't think about her necessarily at all. No, you know, like I don't think about oh, it's her like, at all. Oh, I can't wait to get back to that character. Yeah. No, I feel like it takes away from like the actual pacing and building up to like what's like the the shit that I care about. Yeah. Like, Ash and and Pablo and Kelly yeah. and like Kelly's family and all and those that three stuff characters are kind of goofy and fun yeah too. and she yeah. is she is very a very serious character exactly and I think that maybe they think there's going to be some comedy that will ensue once you know he comes into contact with her but mm. as of right now it's kind of like a freeze it on the, I mean this could I, I'm sure the t- series they know what they're doing and I'll probably end up tupperwareing the whole season. But as of right now, the first two episodes, I love every Ash scene, but I am going to give it a high taste it just to nitpick that one character. I, I yeah, I can I can feel you on that for so. sure. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the second. I don't episode. hate her. No, no, no. But yeah. I but I don't care for she her. She doesn't add to anything. Exactly. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the second episode more than the first. Me too. Than the pilot. Me too. Yeah, I agree with you there. I felt like the pilot was a little weak, um, but the second episode definitely brought me around. I felt like at the beginning, too, like they were rehashing some of the jokes that were in the My Name is Bruce movie. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that a bit. And so, like, the first, like, you know, like, ten minutes, I was just like, okay, I saw this in My Name is Bruce. Okay, I get it. Okay, now we've got that fucking police officer character detective that I don't care about. And then it's like the last 20 minutes, I was just like, this is fucking awesome awesome yeah. now, this is what i fucking came here for yeah all the stuff at the electronic store was a lot of yes. fun and yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah just anything with bruce campbell basically yeah. so it's like when you leave him out of the scene oh, man. and then the scene in the second one where he's like heads up or what did yeah. he say heads up and, and yeah. pablo's like i loved it when you said heads yeah. up that was badass <laughs> yeah, that was i love because pablo's kind of like the commentary yeah. on what bruce is what yeah. ash is doing and he doesn't want to be he's talking about like i don't want to be one of those people that die <laughs> I don't want to be one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting to see him have supporting characters like that. Like that's something we've never seen in any. Exactly, they but do. they have to. Yeah, in, in this case, for like a an ep, like a like a TV show that like every week they have to. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great, and that's where that's where I like those supporting characters. But on the flip side, like I don't like I don't care about that other character's 
story arc. I don't care about it right now. Like, I care about Pablo and Kelly right now. Yeah, for sure. But, like, maybe I'll care about that character more when she comes in contact with 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 ash but well, right I mean, now i don't care it's like you have all this silliness like you know spoiler alert uh you know kelly's mom yeah. is a dead eye yeah. you have all this silliness and like yeah. she at the end of that confrontation she just seems like she doesn't give a fuck you yeah know? that's part of the humor of it and then you immediately like have this detect i'm seriously honey, yeah you know yeah so, i like that uh kelly's mom was singing the uh, same song that henrietta sung in evil dead too yeah yeah that very was a cool. nice touch. i love that the you know just the whole dinner scene having ash over for dinner. Yeah. You know yeah. what it would be like? I like, I, I like <laughs> the explaining of why you had the chainsaw and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> the deer exploded. The deer exploded. <laughs> fucking like you're talking about the hair roast beef tasted like shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was good. It, lots of great one-liners. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. How many episodes is this going? Uh, is it 10? I think it's 10. 10 okay. episodes? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll have to revisit this at the end. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'll probably talk about it week from week to week. Oh, be, yeah, I'd be watching it every week. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Let's uh, move on to uh, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta, I'm going to run away. Are you? Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm still catching uh, up. God damn it. I'm working on it. All right. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Fuck off. Go home. Go home. I'll go smoke a cigarette <laughs> and turn into a deadite. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Mm. All right. Ah. God damn it! I know. <laughs> can't even can't even open the door. There he goes. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about The Walking Dead. We haven't been able to talk about it in the past couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, I did get a Walking Dead email from Michael J. Borelli that I'm going to read. Hey guys, holy fuck! The Walking Dead has been amazing. I am breaking out the $50 glass Tupperware set with the snap lock lids for the first, for these first two episodes. Mm. I about shit myself when that machete wielding fuck ended Mrs. Niedemeyer's hunt for a pasta maker. <laughs> and Ninja Carol comes out of nowhere and lays a whole pot of blood curdling awesomeness all over the wolves. Holy fuckity shit balls. I am fucking pumped for the next episode. Anyway, the leftover show has been great. Frank is great to have back and he's gone. So. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's like everybody, like, there's, this is not the last one. People were like, ah, it's great to have Frank back. Yeah, and, no, he's not here. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Frank is great to have back. So sorry to hear about your loss, man. I hope Jake is back soon. And to be honest, I miss Dave. Uh, thanks again, Mike, Gamma, Irradiated, Leftover Army Physicist. All right, so yeah, let's talk about the the Walking Dead. He's only referring to the first two episodes. A lot's happened since the first two episodes. That mm-hmm. third episode, uh, let's just get right to it. This is a huge spoiler. Walk away if you haven't watched the third episode of the season. Yeah, uh, Glenn looks like he dies. Right. They try to make it look like he dies. Jay, is Glenn dead? No. No. Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> Don't worry. No. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, when the body falls on top of him, yeah. it looks like uh, the... It, okay, so when he... W- the dumpster scene. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Nick shoots himself in the head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tumbles, falls down, and looks like Nick lands on top of him. Right. Okay, so it looks like like the guts, when they're being ripped out of what looks like Glenn... It's basically like it looks like he's ripping out the intestines out of the chest. Yeah, there's no way in hell. So Glenn right now at this point is not being ripped apart. It looks no. They strategically did it to where you know both guys are wearing the same color T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. Glenn doesn't look like he's having his guts ripped out either in that scene. 
I mean, he just looks like, oh, God damn it. He's reacting. Yeah. To, he's in yeah. shock. Yeah. You know, and he's also seeing, you know, Nicholas getting torn to shreds. Well, he's probably thinking that he's going to take get it next. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, his, his, everything's over. He's just, he's just kind of like live flashing before mm-hmm. his eyes kind of moment. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think they would show the details of that scene mm-hmm. that they showed unless it, you know, unless Glenn was going to get out of it. Right. He might be fucked up from he, it. But. He wasn't in the memoriam. For no. The Talking Dead. Which, again, they would have done that. But, like, on the next episode, episode four, that 90-minute Morgan episode, he also was not in the beginning credits. So True. people are like, oh, Glenn's dead. I think they just did that because they want you to believe that Glenn's dead. Absolutely. Um, now, I, there are also people that live in, uh, I think it's Sonoa, Georgia, mm-hmm. that have taken set pictures. Yeah. They've taken pictures of Glenn with characters that haven't even been introduced on the season. And the rest yet. of the group. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jesus, the character, hasn't been introduced yet, mm-hmm. and Glenn is on the set with Jesus. Right next to him. So, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, so, how, so how does Glenn get out of this if he is alive? How does he get out of it? Well, I mean, like, I, I, I'm just concerned he's getting bit in one way or another, and, like, he's, you know, going to be fucked up. He might make it back to the camp, but he might be also turning at that well, point. Well, somebody could come to, like, his rescue, possibly. It's true. Jesus, maybe? Uh, maybe. Um, it could be, uh, a lot of people have been saying that it could be Enid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, like I think they alluded to, I think on the talking dead that like, you know, maybe her, like her character comes back and in a way that, that the fans will like. Right. That's very interesting. So, too. Yeah. 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 All it would take is a sound or somebody to lead that group of zombies away from him. And if he's under that dumpster, he's going to be all right. right. I mean, they have to crawl under that shit to get to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's a strong, that's, that's at least what I think. He gets under there and then there's some way or another that those zombies have to get away from him. Yeah. So we may not see him. He may, you know, make his trek back to mm-hmm. the rest of the group and they may think he's dead. Yeah. You know, so who knows? Episode four, uh, oh, the 90 God. minute, uh, this was, this, I fucking love this episode. The 90 minute Morgan episode. Fuck. All right. So, uh, yeah, fantastic episode. I got a tup, I, you know, I'm going to tupper with the Glenn episode. I'm going to tupper with this episode yeah, too. Yeah. Totally. A lot tupper. of people were pissed off about this episode and like, Let's get. I want to know what happened to Glenn. It's like it's like yeah, fuck off. This is you know like you, you can't you wait a, da- a damn week. I mean yeah. I've kind of like wondered like you know how how in the hell did uh, uh, Morgan going from like the way he was like totally when, fucked in the when head. when Carl Rick and Michonne met him mm-hmm. to totally fucked in the head. How did he come back? Yeah, what brought him back? Fucking great story, man. And so like this 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 episode was fantastic. Um I can't remember the actor's name that uh played uh Easton Eastman. Eastman. Yeah. But uh great character God, actor. Yeah, I loved him, man. He was fantastic. Loved so, it. Yeah. It, it was such a like I, I think a lot of people can relate to this story and it was like for me it was like one of the most emotional stories. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been in the pits of shit and somewhere or another like a lot of us find this person that just like says the truth to you and like mm-hmm. wakes you up from that and like for morgan to come back from where he was yeah you know and he's talking to this he's talking to the guy the the wolf that he obviously didn't kill right yeah which i thought he did right he um, didn't kill him yeah but he's he's trying to he he's he's like basically all right you you said you wanted to take everything from me i'm gonna give it to you god mm-hmm. damn what a great way to start the episode yeah and then he tells him about his journey to you know, coming from where we saw him originally and then, you know, coming 
full circle. But he's endangering the group by having that wolf still alive. I think he's like trying to like Eastman him, and he, and he's not going to be able to. I don't think there's any change in the wolf. Yeah, I don't. Well, what's going to happen if that's not true is it's going to destroy Morgan. Mm. I, I would believe that if that guy can't be saved, then maybe Morgan feels like he can't be saved because we saw that even in this episode. I think that it's going. I think that it's going to end. That that, that wolf is going to end up killing somebody else. And Morgan's gonna have to, he's gonna have to be, he's gonna have to come to the realization, like, what worked for Eastman is not gonna work for me. Yeah. I am not Eastman. Right. I've got a different path I gotta follow. Just because this guy saved me, doesn't mean I have to take that same path. Yeah. Yeah. But they made a big point, you know, like, don't kill anything. It is possible to go throughout The Walking Dead and not kill another human, though. Glenn has not killed another True. human, yeah. ever. And yeah. you can you can go back and you can watch every episode if you think I'm full of shit. No, absolutely. Glenn has not killed a human. He's killed only walkers. Yep. It is possible. Yeah, and it, it is possible. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances are going to be of, of him saving that guy. I don't know. Um, this makes sense of, like, uh, I think it was, like, episode two of this season where, like, like we're 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 you know, Morgan was using the bow staff and kicking ass, and somebody asked him like, like where did you learn how to do that? And he said the cheese maker. Yeah. And I thought he was talking about. I thought it was a joke. I thought he was talking about like after he had tied the guy's hands up. Uh huh. You know how like like cheese makers will like tie up cheese with like twine or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was talking about tying the guy's hands up. I had no idea he was actually. I thought it was a joke. Right. Like I had no idea that he was talking about learning how to use the bow staff. Yeah. From an actual. You know, guy that he called the cheesemaker. Right. Which was Eastman. For sure. And also, I thought it was cool, like, throughout the episode, they, 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 there were the three Easter eggs of the, there was the, the bullet, Mm -hmm. the goo goo clusters, and the rabbit's foot. Yeah. Um, those three things, in last season, when Morgan goes to that church and he finds clues about Rick's group. Right. When he pulls his bag, he takes some items out of his bag. One of them is a Goo Goo Clusters wrapper. One's a rabbit's foot, and the other is that bullet. Right. And so, like this, kind of like fleshed out this whole episode. Fleshed out those little Easter eggs in right. that episode and gave right. you the story. I thought that was cool. It's just, I think it's setting up the the, the you know. Rick's point of view, which I think they've definitely been trying to drive in this epi- in these in these couple of episodes, and then Morgan's point of view and how that's going to conflict. Right. You know, I'm not necessarily saying they're not going to find common ground and and come together. I don't think they're necessarily going to like butt heads, but it shows one point of view to the other point of view and which one's right. Right. And with this episode, it's really like, it really makes you fucking think about that. Like Morgan's point of view, you know, in this time. Yeah. But on the flip side, he's hiding one of the wolves from his group, which, because he knows like, if they know about him, Carol's going to fucking like kill him. Yeah. But he's endangering the group. Yeah. If that guy gets loose, he's going to kill somebody. It's true. It's true. He's but, endangering his group. Yeah. But if you were, if you were somebody in that group and that wolf got out and killed you, well, the wolf... The, the blood is going to be on Morgan's hands. The wolf says he's going to kill everybody, yes. including the children. Even Eastman himself said that like, he had uh, a patient, when he looked into his eyes, he knew that this guy was a killer and there was no rehabilitating. Right. I mean, honestly, I think that's this wolf. Right. And Morgan doesn't have the, the, the skills that, that, that Eastman had to figure that out. It's really fucked up because you know Eastman himself says that that made his life worse Mm -hmm. doing what he did to somebody who he could tell you know professionally and without a doubt whatever you know he knew this guy was evil and there's reason there's definitely reasons for that um 
and and this is the same kind of situation where it's like, well, you know, saving your soul is that worth it? In, in comparison to where now Morgan, you know, he Eastman was Eastman was basically by himself, mm-hmm. isolated. Yeah, Morgan is not isolated. He's got all kinds of people that depend on him, and he's trying to use the same philosophy. Who? Oh, now, now, yeah, now, now. okay, yeah. So okay. Morgan has all these people that depend on you know depend on him, yeah. and he's trying to use the same philosophy. Well, every life is precious. Well, mm-hmm. what if that life is trying to kill everybody in your town yeah. or whatever in your group? Right. Does it really you know, hold sway? You're going to save your soul. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that he has to take the same path as Eastman. Right. That's Eastman's path. Yeah. Yeah. East, East, Eastman. Look where it got Eastman. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It was it was a gut wrenching episode, yeah. man. I I loved it. I mean, it reminded me a lot of my times going into kung fu, my seafood. This guy reminded me of what. I learned from Kung mm-hmm. Fu martial arts. I think a lot of people that know this will relate to that. It was a very, you know, and I was the same way. Even going into Kung Fu, hearing these things, it's like the art of peace and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's like, I don't know if that really is going to work in today's world. Like, I, I would love for it to. Mm-hmm. And that's the same. I think that's the same way I feel about Morgan's journey. I respect what he's doing. Right. I hope that it pays off. But when you see that, ep- you know the final parts of this episode, you're like, dude, you're you're fucking up, man. Yeah, yeah. This guy's obviously like, there's no remorse from this guy. Right. He knows that Morgan could have killed him already, mm-hmm. and he's like, you're not killing me. That's on you. Mm-hmm. He tells him basically, telling him like, you know, if I find a way to get out of this, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, like if Morgan, you know, what I mean, like, okay, if Morgan does try to like Eastman him, like Morgan. Could have opened that cell at any time. It wasn't locked. No, that was a great, great part of that story too. <laughs> the door was always open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. And it it makes you think about Glenn and Nicholas, and it's just like letting these people live. And like Rick said, mm-hmm. you know, he's gonna die one way or another. Oh, Nicholas fucking brought Glenn down, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jake. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker can't. We'll here. bring him back in. <laughs> it's safe. Get in there. Yeah. Yes. It's clear. 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 <laughs> that was an episode of The Walking Dead. There was an episode called Clear. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, and then Morgan kept saying clear. This clear. Life. Yeah, clear. All right. Pointless axe. I'm periscoping. Wasn't there a Pepsi clear? <laughs> yes, there yes. was a Pepsi. It was Crystal clear. Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What are you doing? Periscoping. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's right now? Uh, yeah, I came in. I, everyone wanted to see you guys for a second. Oh, I okay. I'd leave it on for a second. Okay. See, there's Jay. There's Brian. What's up? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pepsi Blue, Jay Carm says. That's what's up. It was Pepsi. Pepsi Blue was disgusting. It was... Oh, I thought he was talking about... I thought he said Pepsi Blue. No, like, like Pepsi the, Blows. The color. Oh. They did like this, like... um survey about soda like what people wanted and people were like there's no blue sodas why don't we have blue sodas so pepsi did that pepsi blue and it tasted like fucking shit oh i remember pepsi blue mm-hmm. yeah it did blow <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right periscope bye Paranope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh jake did you see the warcraft trailer i did not okay fuck it yeah fuck it tell me was it good we'll talk about it next you want to talk about it next week 
Do you want to talk about the Warcraft trailer? Talk about I'll it. Talk what about are you going to say that's going to spoil the Warcraft trailer for me? I'm not sold yet, man. I, I'm not sold either. And I, I would either freeze this or toss. I'm going to freeze it. I'm going to freeze it. Um, it's ambitious, man. It's ambitious. There's a lot of money behind this. It's trying to, you know, to me, like from the trailer, it looks like it's trying to be like Lord of the Ringsy. You know? Oh yeah, of course. But it, I'm just like, I, I just want to watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Special effects look good. N- no. Ooh, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't like blown away, man. No, I, I really wasn't. It definitely looked like shit in a lot of parts. It did. It did. Besides, like the facial stuff. Yeah. The facial stuff was great. But like the you know like character shots, full body shots. We're spoiled on Force Awakens, man. Yeah. Any stars in Warcraft? Oh yeah, the, the, uh, Toby Cabell is going to do some mocap. He was the he played uh, the the bad ape in uh, fucking uh, Scar. Wasn't that Scar? <laughs> That's Lion King. No, <laughs> I, for, I forget his name. The bad ape too. The bad ape in the Dawn and Rise. Yeah, yeah. And then he was uh, Doctor Doom. He's in it. Right. And fucking Ron Perlman's in it. I think he plays Ogrim, right? Mm-hmm. Ron so. Perlman's in everything with fucking makeup and sure. yeah. yeah, I mean like it was a, it was just like I don't know, it was like a clusterfuck. It was like here's action, action, action and it was like yeah. oh no, it, there was no it's, it's like the humans like the humans like they the humans don't want to work with the the orcs or ogres or whatever they are. Yeah. They don't want to work with them, but they know that they have to use them for their strength. But because it sounds they're warriors. Like, it sounds like once they defeat whoever they're going to defeat, like the humans are then going to go after the ogres. It's like nobody trusts each other. And yeah. I don't know, man. I just I wasn't really. I wasn't really like blown away. It didn't make me go like, "Fuck, I gotta watch this movie." Oh my god, that looks fo- so fucking dope. That's badass. I gotta watch this fucking movie. And like, mm-hmm. even the special effects were just like it was like. Yeah, they're kind of impressive, but it, it just doesn't look real. I don't no. know. There's a lot of money put into this, though. No, a lot yeah. of money. It totally doesn't look real. You know, like Lord of the Rings, like their special effects look mm-hmm. legitimately, you know, real. At least the original. Well, the first three. The yeah. originals, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, I love those, like, still bodies bobbing around on horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this this looks silly at parts where I was kind of chuckling to myself and – yeah, it just looked like uh, action, action here, like this, kids, you know, kids. But for me as an adult, like there was nothing that was appealing about it. I'm gonna see it. In the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot, man. I'm gonna see it in the theater. I I'll mean, see it too because you know I, I want a good fantasy movie. Yeah, I oh, do yeah. too. And they're hard to come by. But this is based on a you know, on a MMO video game. There's I, a lot of good hard. fantasy stories you could tell that are actually books yeah. instead of this shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Wheel of Time or something. Oh yeah, there's there's all kinds of great books. Yeah, I so. said it before on this show, but I think it's a bad financial move to make a big budget movie. For an audience that doesn't rarely leave their house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not in this. Is my character in this? No. I've got a clan meeting the same night that <laughs> yeah. World of Warcraft comes out. I can't go. Yeah. Is it just called Warcraft? or is Warcraft. It called, it's, called, it's called Warcraft. Oh, yeah. uh, they got yeah. rid of the world of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're going to shorten it to Warcraft. Uh, Jake, two weeks ago, actually, it would be last show, you talked about a movie. Steve Jobs. Yes. I went and saw Steve Jobs. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you thought. I Tupperware this movie. Oh, yeah. It was so I good. I love this movie. Um, fantastic. Um, it's like you said, I, I love the setup of the movie, how it's set in like three different – Yeah. Three acts. different speech. Three different acts, of course. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's – it's, 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 each, each speech that he gives for each launch of, of a new product. The first one was like the Macintosh. The next one was his computer called Next – and then the final one was for the uh, iMac, mm-hmm. and uh, I 
I, it's structured like a play. Yeah. Like this could actually be like a Broadway play. Like it only, it only takes part. It only takes place in these three different areas. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I, I don't think that all these conversations like took place like at these venues. Oh, I agree. I think they but could for did. the sake of the story to condense it, it made sense and it made for a great story. And, and, uh, Seth Rogen, he was good mm-hmm. in each of the acts, but I think he excelled in that final act mm-hmm. with him and Steve Jobs kind of yelling at each other back and forth. That was a powerful scene. I'm going to get into that, that awesome. argument about yeah. giving the people credit for the Apple II. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the girl that played his daughter in the second act was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So good. And, and the relationship between him and Kate Winslet, I loved it throughout the whole movie. Uh, I did too, as, as I did. Great character actors in this. And, and Michael Fassbender, Tupperware, oh my God, hmm. so damn good in this. Oscar nom, in my opinion. Oscar nom, absolutely. It's a shame, though, that this movie just bombed in the box office. It did bomb horribly. Um, the budget was $35 million, and it just bombed. And and I'm hoping that, you know, uh, if it does get Oscar nominated, that means that they'll probably re-release it again in the theaters. And hopefully it'll get people's attention. They'll be able to make some money back. Um, also, I think it would have done better had David Fincher. I'm not saying that the movie would be better. I agree. His name brings His a name, lot of people. Yeah. Oh, from the, the director of The Social Network. Yeah, And yeah. then, like, because The Social Network did great. So, and it was still Sorkin that was that wrote it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the reason that Fincher Fincher wanted to get off the project, he didn't want to do it. That's why he asked for bail. That's why he was making all these like crazy like um, uh, demands mm-hmm. because he wanted he knew that they wouldn't do it, and he wanted to get kicked. He he didn't want to be contractually obligated to do the film. Yeah, that sounds like Fincher. Wow. So. But I Tupperware this movie. It, it is absolutely phenomenal. I, I don't know if you can still see it in the theaters, but <laughs> but um, yeah, probably not at this point. Yeah, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, I was riveted the whole movie. Yeah, it was very good. And, and just Fassbender's like dialogue and mm-hmm. the delivery was just unbelievable. And some of the things that he said were like funny, you yeah. know, and it's it, it really mean. And they cut different characters, but you know, like the mother having the. The percentage of men, you know. Oh yeah, twenty eight percent of the men could be the father of of our child or your child, and it's like, ouch. Yeah, he was. Wow. He was really cutthroat, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it did come off as funny. Mm-hmm. It was really well done. I'm glad you loved it. I loved it. That was great. Uh, I'm gonna talk about that, and I'll talk about that next week. I have been. I'll let you guys talk here about. Do you guys got any like a lot of good pop, bad pop? Or no, I this week I just I just saw Spectre. Just oh, yeah, I want to hear about Spectre. What do you got, Jay? Uh, I've got uh, Bridge of Spies. Oh, we'll talk oh about I saw that, too. We'll talk about that all together because mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw it as well. Um, one, one of the – I've been kind of like sucked into this fucking rabbit hole of this TV show. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but I it's on Comedy Central, and you can watch the – you can watch actually every episode that's out so far on uh, Hulu right now. Okay. Nathan For You. Have you no. ever seen this show? Uh-uh. What the hell is that? Hmm, I think I've heard of it. Oh my god, it is fucking hilarious! It, it is phenomenal. Uh, the the guy in the, it's a comedy. It's a half hour comedy. You can watch it on Hulu. It's like twenty two minutes. And um, Nathan Fielder um, and, and how is 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 the comic? And 
basically it's kind of like it's not borat but it's kind of like the same structure of where like he's the comedian actor and everybody else that's around him is not in on the joke okay and what he does is like you know you ever seen like what's that show kitchen nightmares or like restaurant impossible where like they go to like this failing business and they try to like promote it and like build the business up Mm -hmm. i think i have seen this that's what he does in this show is there an episode where he does the poop flavored? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> poop flavored yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> so this yogurt shop is failing, and so he's like, he's like, basically, he's like, let's get more people in here by you promoting a wacky flavor, and that flavor is poo flavored. <laughs> <laughs> and so they actually find like a place that will like give him like like a, a, a poo flavor. <laughs> it's like a, like and they, they they put it in the yogurt. And dude, it's fucking hilarious. There's this other dude, he, there was this other one where like Nathan like this pizza place is failing and they have a 35 minute pizza delivery guarantee. If you don't get if you get the pizza in over 35 minutes, you get your pizza for free. Nathan was like, "How about this? How about we guarantee that we can get the pizza there in 8 minutes, but they have to if we're late." They still have to pay for the original pizza, but they also get a free pizza on top of that. (laughs) So what happens is when they show up to the house, they get their pizza, they pay for it, and they also get a free pizza if they arrive late. Okay. But the free pizza is only one inch around in circumference. <laughs> so when he shows up, it shows up with the, the tiniest, the tiny, and he's like, and here's your free pizza. And it's the tiniest pizza box you've ever seen. That's and they hilarious. open it up. Some of the people laugh. Some of the people get fucking pissed off. Yeah. Oh my God, it's hilarious. He did another one where, um, he's done a couple of them that have actually, the jokes have gone viral mm. to where like it gets national attention mm. and they're not in on the joke. Like he did this one where like this lady had a petting zoo mm-hmm. and, uh, the petting zoo was failing and he was like, you know what? You need your Shamu. Like people go to SeaWorld to see Shamu. Uh-huh. You, your petting zoo needs its own Shamu. You need a famous animal. And so he's like, what's, what's, what's the animal that people come here to see the most? She's like, oh, the pigs. And he's like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to stage a pig saving a goat from a pond. So they have like a little pond there Mm -hmm. and he gets like this camera crews and he gets like the stunt crews. He gets scuba divers. (laughs) Um, They find out that the pig is like swimming all over the place and they can't really guide the pig. So they make like this clear, um, like clear, kind of like a clear fence Mm -hmm. to like guide the pig. So he has to go in a certain direction and his only, his only way out is to actually, you know, meet up with the goat. Right. And it's clear you can't see it on the camera, and it's like filmed really, really kind of fuzzy. And so they film this video mm-hmm. of this pig, and this pig is being guided along, and he goes up against, the, gets behind the goat, and kind of pushes the goat out. <laughs> and and he films, and he puts it on the internet, and it gets like some views that night. He goes to bed, he wakes up the next morning, and it's like titled like you know, "Pig Saves Goats." <laughs> <laughs> Pig saves goat from drowning or something. <laughs> he wakes up the next morning, 
467,000 views the next morning. Wow. It fucking goes crazy. Shows up on all these sites. And then the Today Show shows it. Uh, Fox News shows it. Like all these different media outlets are showing it. Uh And people are like, oh, you can't fake that. That's real. Wow. (laughs) That's real. That's real. And it's like, oh, my God. It was hilarious. It was so funny. And then he did another thing. And I remember seeing this in the news like a couple years ago. The dumb Starbucks. Uh Do you remember that? Uh Uh-uh. Um, somebody, he, this, this guy's coffee shop was failing. So in order to help him out, he came out with this idea of like, you know, what coffee shop is doing really well right now? Oh, Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Well, what can we do to cash in on that? Well, we can make a, you know what? Saturday Night Live, they do parody sketches about Target. Yeah. Yeah. They do parody. People can do a parody sketch about, let's make a parody business. (laughs) We just have to make sure it's labeled as a parody and people know it's a parody. And so like, he calls. He has a. Star, he has, he opens a business called Dumb Starbucks, <laughs> <laughs> and it went fucking national, dude. It was I on believe Fox it. News, Today Show, yeah. all this shit. People were selling Dumb Starbucks fucking like cups on. Oh man, eBay for like four hundred ninety nine dollars and shit. Wow. And it just it was crazy. This show is phenomenal. I have ne- I haven't laughed so hard by watching a TV show in such a long time. This guy is so funny. The character that he plays is hilarious. He's so dry and but it's you guys got to watch it. It's Nathan for you. It's on it's on season 3 on Comedy Central. I think they're only like one or two episodes in, but you can watch the first two seasons uh on uh Hulu. Okay. Cool. And it is great. I have burned through the first season and I'm halfway through the second season. And it, I have not been able to watch anything really but this. I've been to the theater and I've been watching like Ash, but everything else has been Nathan for you. That's awesome. I love this show. Yeah, yeah. I've seen moments of it and yeah. what I saw was funny. Yeah. Like I like that concept, like faking helping yes. businesses out is pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's great. It's so funny. I'm going to type that in right now. <laughs> Nathan for you. It's Nathan. for you, Jay. Yeah, it's for all Nathan of us. Nathan for Jay. <laughs> um, real, two quick movies that I just want to talk about real quick before – oh, actually three. Uh, real quick. I'm just going to rate them, talk about them real quick. Oh, go for it. Number one, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, I wanted to watch that. It is a low taste. It. Ah, oh, damn it! Now How'd I you don't. see it? <laughs> I had to drive to Bloomington. Okay. To see it, they had it in the theaters in Bloomington. It's got weird times here. I think if I was younger, I may appreciate it a little bit more. Okay. This might be kind of like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer type movie. Mm-hmm. You know, for like it the looked young- a lot funnier than that. There's yeah. some funny parts. I mean, uh, what's the what's the actor's name that uh, that's in like uh, Anchorman? What's his name? Uh, Will Ferrell? No, 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 no. The guy that's he plays Scout Leader Rogers in this movie, the bald guy from Anchorman, oh, the cowboy hat. Yeah, I don't know his fucking name. Oh, He's in all the movies. He's going to be in Krampus too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he plays the Scout Leader in this. Okay, and like, you know they go into his house and he is obsessed with a certain country singer, and it, this country singer is all in the house, and it's really funny. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> there are some funny parts. I, I did laugh out loud a few times, but it's not something that it's like it's not like I try to. If I'm going to compare this to something, I'm going to compare it to Zombie Land, and I. I loved Zombieland. Yeah, Zombieland for me when I saw that in the theater, I loved it. Good movie. And this is not Zombieland. It, it has its moments, and it's not horrible, but it's going to be a low taste. It okay. Uh, the next one I saw was uh, Vin Diesel in uh, The Last Witch Hunter. You brave, brave this man. got good reviews though, no, right? What did it not? What paper are you reading? Oh. I could have sworn like IMDb was like four stars. I think you're reading Vin Diesel for you. No, I swear to God. I swear, man, I just checked this over the weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Brothers. All right, whatever. Okay. No, this, this was, movie is panned all over the place. Okay. It got like a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. I must have read one review. <laughs> okay. I am actually, you're going to be surprised with my rating. I'm going to taste this one. Okay. Um, nice. I, the, the reason being is it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. This movie knows what it is. And it is a... I mean, I never really like kind of like got bored with this movie. It, 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 the cast is pretty damn impressive too. You've got Vin Diesel and fucking Michael Caine's in this. Oh. Isn't it Elijah Wood? In uh, Elijah Wood's in it. I mean, there are some. There, uh, one of the women. Uh, there's a woman that plays one of the head witches in this, and she was actually in four rooms. She was in the last room. Uh, in four rooms. Damn it! Who is that? And she's also. I think she does a show. She, she's on a show right now, but. Uh, She's great. I mean, th- this movie is not as bad. I mean, it's not a, I'm not saying you're, it's the best movie I've ever seen, but it was, I had fun watching mm. The Last Witch Hunter. Um, the, uh, the, um, Rose Leslie. Yeah, yeah. There's a, um, there's a, uh, there's an evil witch queen mm-hmm. in the movie, and she, the character design on her is amazing. Really? Um, she's got like roots coming out of her head. She looks like kind of like a mummy, kind of zombified. But like on the back of her head, like the hair coming out of the back of her head is actually a spine. Oh, wow. That comes out in the back. So the character design on her was just amazing. Uh-huh. I was really impressed with that. And it was practical. Like some of the, some of the stuff that they did with her was CGI towards the end, but like most of it was practical and I thought that was cool. Um, but, I, I'm gonna taste this movie. It, it, it's, I mean, this is, it knows what is it, what it is, and it's just Vin Diesel, and he's going out there, and he's hunting and killing witches, and it's fun. Yeah. I had fun with it. Fun really action did. flick. I did. I yeah. had fun with this. I, I, I was going in expecting it to be 100% shit, and it's not a great movie, but yeah. on the flip side, I never was like, oh my god, this is boring. It was just fun. It knew what it was. I can see that. If you put a gun to my head and said, Jake, you have to see this movie or that Dracula Untold. Yeah. I would see this movie in a heart. <laughs> no, I saw Dracula Untold. That looked to have the problems yeah. that you're saying. Like, that looked like it took itself way too seriously. Yes. yes. But yeah, it was really cheesy and campy. Right. Yeah. Where, yeah, I mean. Yeah, this was, I got, I thought this, I thought this movie was fun. I, I, I would, I, I think if you're at, basically, I think when this movie comes out to rent, if you've seen everything else at Redbox, if you've seen, like, good movies, <laughs> and you ha- are bored. Mm-hmm. Pick up The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah. You, you might like it. I'll check it out when it comes out. You might like I it. I like those kind of movies. Like, if yeah. you if you can go to the... If, if you're at Redbox and you're like, oh, shit, I've seen every movie here. Oh, Last Witch Hunter. I haven't seen... Oh, Last Witch Hunter? I'll watch it now. Well, it's like you said, fun. Yeah. How many movies are actually fun that are good, too? You know, yeah. like a fun ride. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and then the last movie I want to talk about is Burnt, uh, Bradley Cooper, the movie yeah. where he's a chef. Uh, I am going to I fuck the critics. I like this movie. Okay. I'm going to give it a high taste. It mm, nice. Um, fuck the critics because I think that it gives you a good look on the on the inside of a kitchen and how competitive these chefs are and how crazy these chefs can be. Oh yeah. And I I really enjoyed this movie. Sienna Miller's in it, and I thought she was fantastic. I thought Bradley Cooper was really good in this movie. A lot of great character actors in this movie and uh, a lot of intense scenes in the kitchen. Omar Sy, who played Bishop okay. in uh, the uh, X-Men Days of Future Passes in this movie. He plays, uh, he plays another chef that, you know, that uh, Bradley Cooper has like a past with when he was like cooking in Paris. I liked 
this movie. I had a lot of fun. The only problem I had with this movie is I think that they could have like his like dr- I don't know, his alcohol and drug addiction past is like I guess I don't know if you ne- really needed to go that route. I think he could have been just kind of like a like a fucked up character regardless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had to do they they basically set him up to be like the chef that had it all. He was like the young chef prodigy that learned under this great chef. He had it all. He got he became an alcoholic and he threw it all away. And now he's starting from ground zero again and trying to trying to build himself back up. It's like he's the Rocky of chefs or something. Right. The trailer for this is really good. I've seen mm-hmm. it a few times the last mm-hmm. couple of movies I've saw, and I think it looks good. I liked it. I liked it. I, I would recommend it. It's a high taste it for me. And that's that's what I have awesome. uh, for a good pop, bad pop. Um, uh, we don't, I think we got a few things left. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Spectre. Yeah, what, what did you think about the latest w- James Bond movie? I went and saw it yesterday. I'm, I'm 60% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, I've got that loaded up right now. Let me see. It's not, <laughs> it's not doing the best. Oh, my thing's fucking slow. <laughs> Stupid app. It, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so it went up a little bit. It was 66, went down to 60, now it's back up to 62. Yeah, I mean, compared to... It seems like every other James Bond movie is really good, and the ones in between are bad. Like both yeah. Skyfall and Casino Royale are like over ninety on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow! So like, I'm pretty sure Skyfall's like a ninety six or some crazy shit like that on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I thought Skyfall was the one that people didn't like. No, the one people don't like is Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. Okay. Skyfall. Okay, so this is, is this is the fourth. Yes. Okay. This is the fourth Craig movie. Yes. Okay. And um, I, it was my least favorite of all four. Oh, really? Like, I, I was kind of disappointed by it, especially knowing that it's the last Daniel Craig Bond movie and knowing that this is going to end it. Like, I just, it was really lackluster to me. And it was mostly the plot. Like, as a Bond fan, it had all the things I love from Bond movies where it's got amazing on-location filming and they go to all kinds of really cool, like, locations. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff in Mexico during the Day of the Dead was super cool. Right. And the scenery in Nepal was super cool. You know, boat chase in London with all the great, like, all that stuff is classic Bond and really cool. Where they lost me is just the plot was like so tropey. Hmm. And they tried to tie in all four Daniel Craig Bond movies into this one finale. And it seems hmm. so forced. forced. Like the, um, Christoph Waltz plays the main villain. And that's sad, dude. I love Christoph Waltz. And Christoph Waltz was great. Like his performance was great. Right. Like he was really kooky. And, but then he gets caught up in an explosion and gets his eye all fucked up like every James Bond villain <laughs> has to have, you know. <laughs> and he's, fucking petting a Mr. Bigglesworth like he's fucking, you know, Dr. Evil or Dr. No and shit. Right. And then he tries to explain to Bond that he's been responsible for everything that's happened. He literally says, like, every girlfriend you've had in all the Bond movies, I was responsible for their death, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Mm. Like, all four stories were completely different. Wow. And it just is like, he was, res- everyone that w- that Bond fought in every Daniel Craig movie was part of the Spectre organization, which also makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Hmm. Like in Casino Royale, it's Le Chief who is like all about like losing $150 million that he got from a terrorist that he has to win back in a poker game. And how that's involved with the fucking Spectre shit is beyond me, like wow. whatsoever. Like, and it was hmm. just really disappointing. I thought, the, a- the action sequences were more lackluster. Like, I like Quantum of Solace better than this. I was just really, like, disappointed in this. Completely. So the best part about Spectre was the uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer before it. Yeah, and I, <laughs> the, the best part about Spectre was actually Dave Bautista to me. 
Oh, wow. yeah, he was in this. He, th- there is one fight scene between Daniel Craig and Dave Bautista that was actually a really great action sequence. Did it kind of like remind you of like, uh, you know, uh, Indiana Jones versus the big rush? The it helicopter did, it did. scene. And it was just, a, <laughs> it was a really physically brutal fight. And I read about this this morning where they actually like, Batista tore Daniel Craig's ACL oh, wow. while they were filming this, and they had to stop filming for a week because of the injury. And then after the week when they went back to that scene, Daniel Craig almost broke Batista's nose shooting the same fighting scene. Hmm. And wow. you can really see the physicality in the actual like finished pro- product and what they show you. Like It was a brutal fight. Damn. And they're smashing each other each other into walls and tables and it looked really good and i've seen a lot of criticisms for this movie where they're saying that you can see a stunt double for craig a lot mm-hmm. of times and i and i caught that but it was like for the like the helicopter hanging on the helicopter stuff like hanging on the side of the boat yeah stuff. but like look at fucking tom cruise yeah see that's the thing it's like the mission impossible movies fucking tom cruise is doing all of his own stunts yeah i respect that a lot but during the Batista stuff, it definitely seemed like there was no stunt double during that. Like, that was by far the best action sequence. And it may be like what you said, like, because you were never brought out of the scene. Yeah. Because you never were like, oh, that's not even Daniel Craig. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was super disappointing. The music yeah. was fun. The locations were fun. But the story was just... It's doing well in the box office. It was, it was probably the most packed crowd that I've been at a movie like for the year i, I think it did uh, 15 million the first weekend in london alone yeah i mean it's huge it's a big deal like uh, i mean the, for that first night that yeah. it premiered and i in know one you, night i know you guys aren't the biggest bond fans and i highly do not recommend seeing this mm. to try to make you a bond fan okay what i do recommend is skyfall okay like skyfall is fucking amazing okay and i mean a lot of people compare skyfall to the second nolan batman movie really there's a lot of comparisons and contrasting between the dark knight and skyfall well fuck i'll watch and, like that. their plot and everything yeah i might check that out um it's on netflix or something yeah probably i have it on blu-ray if cool. someone wanted to borrow it. javier bourdine is the bad guy in that and he's really good it's upsetting though that this is like like they got christoph waltz and it's like yeah. Wow, you can't you can't make a like a phenomenal movie with fucking Christoph Waltz as yeah, your villain. I, I agree. And kind of what made the Daniel Craig Bond movie so fun is they kind of broke the mold of what the traditional Bond movie was, and it felt like this movie was a step backwards from that. Where like they had to have the shaken, not stirred line. They had yeah. to have the villain petting the cat. They had <laughs> to do the car with the flicking the switches and making fireballs pop out of it. And shit. Okay, <laughs> is this is this like where fan service makes the movie? fail or it is to me it is a little bit of it like why i liked the daniel craig bond movie so much is it was like this is a new bond this is a modern bond yeah you know it's not like some cheesy bullshit like he's a real gritty motherfucker and they kind of went away from all of that and made it like total like okay we have one movie left time to cram in all the bond fan service stuff that Mm. we hadn't put in the first three movies right yeah like that was their whole thing is like i remember like everybody that like they talk like like this is a this is an inexperienced Bond, so he's not as you know like polished as like you know like your your previous Bonds, you know. Yeah, and the story's so played out. It's like how many Bond movies do I have to see where they're going to shut down the 007 like <laughs> shit and close it for good? Like this guy creates this Big Brother evil eye where he's going to be able to not use secret agents because he can just see everything through his cameras and then just release drones to solve any problem mm-hmm. they don't need an actual man with a gun right and it's just a real like that's like the plot of like every fifth bond movie yeah so it's just like eh. 
it was annoying. It was two and a half hours long. It could have been 45 minutes shorter. (laughs) (laughs) Big surprise. Yeah. (laughs) By the end of it, I was just like, by the final action sequence, it was like, I felt like I was at the end of a Transformers movie. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I was just like worn worn out. Yeah. Show me the last few explosions. Action fatigue. Get the fuck out. Get get to my car. Yeah. Like, I just didn't care anymore. It was really disappointing. It doesn't, like, 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 this news doesn't, like, hurt me at all, not being, like, a big Bond fan, but for, like, I feel I feel bad for you Bond fans that have like you know gone through like four of these Craig movies and for them to go out with a kind of like a whimper. It's super disappointing for me. The Spectre trailer is a trailer that every time I saw it, like it, I was like, yeah, no, I Spectre. Actually, the trailer looked great. I mean, the part where Daniel Craig's jumping is like the like the ground is giving away. Yeah. You know, behind I was like, holy shit, I I kind of want to see this. I you know I'm not a Bond fan, but I might I might see this and. Yeah, now you're not selling me on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a low taste it for me. Mm-hmm. See Skyfall and forget this movie exists. I do have to thank you for seeing Steve Jobs though. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And thank you for keeping me out of the theater for this piling steamy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's disappointing. I wish they could have gone out with a little bit more yeah. of a bigger bang than that. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Uh, yeah. Come back. Uh, I, I, I want us to talk Bridge of Spies when we come back. Cool, sweet. Greetings, leftover army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, back Carter. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. Well, welcome Mr. Carter. Back. <laughs> <laughs> your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice Travolta. Yeah. Classic. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Classic Travolta. I was, yeah. I, no, I was humoring you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really going all out there. Either. You just crushed him. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the new uh, Spielberg directed uh, Coen Brothers written uh, Bridge of Spies starring mm. Tom Hanks and a bunch of uh, character actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bridge of Spies, guys. What did you think? I- I'm going to Tupperware this. I'm Tupperwareing it too. Tupperware party. My God, I mean, like a movie that's it's not action based. It's no. just basically like a negotiating film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that is. Phenomenal! I, mm-hmm. I loved it. Tom Hanks was phenomenal, wasn't he? Oh my god, fucking classic! I don't think I've seen him in a movie in a long time, and and I was just really blown away by him again. Yeah. It was like seeing him again for the first time. Yeah, God, god. he's a fucking good actor. Yeah, he just pulls everything out of you. You just fucking love him. You just know? a fascinating time period too. Watching like the Berlin Wall go up during this Cold War and everything is just really the cool. Cold War. Yeah, I love that everyone got a fucking cold in that movie. <laughs> everyone, yeah. it was a Cold War. Everyone got a cold. <laughs> that is. Uh, <laughs> That is funny. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. Great score. Yeah. It was incredible. I was the I was, guy that plays Abel. Yeah. Oh, he was so good. So damn good. Phenomenal, man. <laughs> it's it's just like it's like such a it's just like one of those movies where you it's it's just such a higher class 
than what you normally see. You know, you know this is like a Spielberg movie. This is a Tom Hanks movie. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you're watching this, and it's so refreshing as opposed to what I've seen lately, which isn't terrible. But it's just like, man, this is shot so well. Everything is just done so fucking well. I Visually, okay. acting, yeah. dialogue, like. I don't care about this shit necessarily, but like to see these, I was so just like drawn in and intrigued by everything. It was on another level. Yeah. I was tired before this movie started. Like I'm like sitting in my seat when the trailers are playing and like yawning and like Mm -hmm. rubbing my eyes and like, oh man, I hope this movie is going to keep me awake. Yeah. And then like I came out of the movie just like wired awake. Like it really kept my interest in at a time when I was really like drowsy. The, the, the one actor that played, um, the 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 uh, the pilot powers yeah mm-hmm. that wasn't that the son from the leftovers oh I th- maybe that was Tom I think it is Tom dude <laughs> yeah wow is that where he got his Holy Wayne powers <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope he didn't tell them about that <laughs> I thought there was a lot of laughs in this movie too yeah there yes. was yes. I didn't expect that would it help would it help <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's such a good point like why worry would it help yeah you know? yeah. yeah I fucking love that he was so endearing you know yeah I don't know it, it had a lot of course it had a lot of good you know messages and stuff like that but yeah does somebody just like want to give like a quick synopsis of like what the film is like what's the hook like why would you watch this movie uh basically it's um you know we we capture a russian spy supposedly and he has to have proper legal defense yeah like we can't make it look like we're just like throwing this guy under the bus with no actual defense or let's just give him the death sentence yeah Yeah. and so they they ask tom hanks character uh, help me out here do you remember the character's name i got it here it's uh james donovan yeah donovan they asked you know james donovan if he will take this case you know and they kind of warn him that you know the public may not you know, look at you in the best of light if you take this case. They didn't. And he's just like an insurance lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. It was like they need someone, you know, that's actually got some chops so it doesn't look like a big rush job to, like, frame this guy and give him the death penalty. And so, you know, he accepts and he... Uh, Dude, it's like like another throwaway actor. I don't... Alan Alda. I mean, he's in... I I love Alan Alda. It's like, wow, he's in this movie. Mm -hmm. And he was great. Alan Alda, he's a class actor. He's always great. But yeah, and so, and like Jay said, the, you know, I think they make a big deal about the public perception of Donovan's character is a big theme of the movie. Right. How they kind of like his family gets hassled a bit and everything, and he gets dirty looks when he's like on the fucking train and on the bus and shit. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's a big kind of thematic of this movie. Right. But at the end of the day, like, it's the big theme is that everyone deserves proper representation you know everyone deserves a fair shot you know right and this guy was just doing what he was hired to do yeah just like an american spy would be well he goes above and beyond later on the film with like the negotiations between like you know the russians and then the germans yeah yeah you know yeah then it like you think it's going to be one thing and then it turns into this whole more complicated Mm -hmm. which definitely adds to it you know you're just like oh shit what the fuck is he gonna do now well he was always thinking a step ahead too of like you know how they can use abel as leverage in the future and i thought Mm -hmm. that was just such I, man, I Tupperware this movie. I, I Tupperware too. Definitely see yeah. this one in the theaters. It is fa- phenomenal. Yeah, it was fantastic. Tom Hanks was like anytime he was doing like the negotiation stuff, he was great with the one one one. Yeah, and everything. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Just that I, I love that scene too, where he's being tailed by the CIA agent mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the umbrellas. You know, just the way it looked. You know, it looked like the fifties. You know, it looked like the time period, yeah. and they did it so fucking well. Uh, when the the German kids fucking take his coat. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Great scene. It's a little fucking scene. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it would be pointless in other movies, but it was so well done. As he's riding the train, at, what is it, where he's going uh, out of East Berlin and back into West Berlin? Yeah. And he's the wall of the death wall, or and whatever. They, they start shooting them, and then later on, when he's back in the States and he yeah. sees the kids jumping over the fence, yes. I was like, that is just. That's powerful, Spielberg. That was classic Spielberg. Like yeah, power classic right there. Spiel- yeah. yeah, it makes you appreciate what we do have in this country. Yeah. You know, I hate to say, I hate to buy into that bullshit that you know, like, oh, it's just propaganda. But I did. I, I really was like, man, I'm fucking glad that things are kind of the way yeah. they are. You know, it does suck. It's not perfect. Yeah, but it's just like man, you know, this was. <laughs> it's not 1957 Germany bad. No, you know, and it's just. <laughs> it was also refreshing to see, you know, just a normal dude being like heroic. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was great. I mean, this is like not an action fucking film. It's just all talking, and it was. Yeah, it had. It was. It had. It, I was on the edge of my seat. It was really good. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I haven't seen uh, Lincoln yet. It's the only Spielberg movie I've never seen. I loved it, and it, it made me think of that. I'm like, God damn it, Spielberg is such a fucking amazing filmmaker. I need to. Well, I need to yeah. Go see and anytime you, if you can fucking team Spielberg with Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. And I mean, if you want to see Lee Pace in a great role, mm-hmm. limited. But if you want to see, like, you know, we saw him as Ronan, and mm-hmm. but if you want to see Lee Pace in a great role, he's really good in Lincoln. Yeah, I need to check that movie. Yeah, out. definitely it's something crazy. Yeah, I think Paul Giamatti's in it. Oh, really? I think. Hmm. Oh wow! I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That movie just like I, I didn't see it in the theater in time, and I just haven't had access to it. I, I, I think really he need plays. To find mo- it. He plays. Uh, what, he plays Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> he plays. He plays Rhino. <laughs> Rhino. <laughs> no, it's uh, what's her face? It was uh, the last Aunt May. She played uh, Mrs. Lincoln. Sally Field. Sally Field. Oh, okay. She played, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just a, you know, it's based on a true story, a very yeah. intriguing story that I had no idea about and mm-hmm. probably should have. Yeah, I didn't know nothing about this, and I loved it. Yeah, man. I thought the stuff at the end of the movie when they told us like what the characters had done after the movie ended was really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it was cool to see that Donovan kept doing uh, ter- like negotiations for people's freedom and stuff, yeah. and had been doing such a great job. Like at one point, they said he was there to free fifteen hundred people, yeah. but ended up freeing over nine thousand. Nine thousand. Yeah. The was it the Fidel Castro and the yeah. Cubans? Yeah. 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 And that was that blew me away. Yeah. This movie's fucking great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was unbelievable. Yeah. Tupperware party. Hey, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the leisure class. It was yeah. the Project Greenlight this season. Did you guys watch this? I didn't I watch it. Okay. Yeah. Project Greenlight this season, I talked about it earlier on this year. Project Greenlight, it's uh, the Ben Affleck, uh, Matt Damon, uh, they are executive producers. It's a reality show in which they take uh, this, like, a normal direct, like, a aspiring director, and they give him, like, like a $3 million budget to make a movie Mm -hmm. on HBO. And uh, what we got this season was a movie called The Leisure Class. And... uh, Jay, what did you think about the leisure class? <laughs> yeah, well, see, I went into this not watching, you know, the right, series, right. so it was just kind of fresh, you know. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is about. I'll check it out. Yeah, um, it, it, it was okay. Um, I'd, I'd I'd give it a low tasting. Mm. Um, it wasn't great by any means. Uh, it kind of fell apart towards the middle of it. I enjoyed it a lot at the beginning. Um, especially Leonard, the the brother. You know, I liked his the character. wacky brother. Yeah, very. Yeah. Ri- but it, it was very like Ricky Gervais 
office. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen this character before, but they're putting him in a different element. Um, you know, the main character is kind of this dry, mm-hmm. dry comedian. I, you know, I don't know. It worked at some points. Is it Ed, Ed Weeks? Ed Weeks, from yeah. From Mindy Project? Yeah. yeah. It worked at some point. Um, I think I think the, you know, like, the acting was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonard was my favorite, like I said, but the story itself was just kind of all over the place like tonally like what the fuck is this supposed to be it was yeah. it was funny but then it gets a little crazy yeah. at at the end and i don't know i don't know like i, I feel like uh i feel like if they had stuck with the brothers mm-hmm. and just kind of continued with their story and focused only on that it would have been a fun movie mm. you know like a buddy movie but just these two brothers you know yeah. that didn't really you know, Ed Weeks's character doesn't want Leonard around, but Leonard kind of crashes the party, so to speak. Right. So that that would have been fun if they kept with that, but they turned it into this whole other fucking thing. Yeah. And then I just, you know, towards the end, I just kind of got lost on it. I'm I didn't agree- care. I'm gonna agree with you. I, I think like kind of like kind of like what you're saying is like somewhere in this movie there is a good movie. Yeah, but for sure. What we saw was not great. And it could have been good. I'm gonna toss this, and, and the reason, I, you know, it's like I watched the entire season of Project Greenlight, and what HBO has done, and what they continue to do, like with these movies and the series, is they they sacrifice the. It's supposed to be about like oh, making a great movie, mm-hmm. and about let's find a great director, but they sacrifice a great film so they can have their drama in their reality show. Right. The whole reason that this guy was chosen was because he was the one that didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, right. At the yeah, beginning of right. the season, he was just like, well, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this my way. Like mm-hmm. in the first day he got hired, he was like, let's fire the writer. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to fire the writer right after he got hired. Wow. You know, but it's amazing though, him and Pete Jones, they actually become like the best of friends, the writer. They mm-hmm. actually become the best of friends. And like the whole season, it was like Jason Manning, uh, Jason Mann, that's the director, yeah. versus Effie Brown. And uh, the, she was like uh, uh, one of the producers, and they were just fighting over budget and everything else. And How much of that do you think was staged and how much was real though? I, I honestly, I, I think that there, it's it's a reality show, man. There's coaching, and there's things yeah. that they want her to do, and there's things they want him to do, and, right. they, and 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 they work. They work. They made Jason Mann. The, if you okay, if you watch this, and then you fell for the fact that Jason Mann is this asshole, and he is this jerk that just wants to make this fucking. Uh, movie and he feels like he's entitled to make this movie and he's just trying to get his way and throwing a tantrum and wants his way. If you f- fell for that, you fell for HBO's editing right. because they throw him in, under the bus. Number one, if a director is a director, they get they get the power. In my opinion, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like they honestly, a real director gets to choose like who their producers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they treated this season as if, like, this guy just should be grateful that he won, uh, like, kind of like a game show. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you won the game show. You get to be the director of this movie. You should be grateful that you're just getting a fucking movie. When in all actuality, he's like, well, you know what? I'm a real director, and I have a vision for this film. And then next thing you know, like, he's getting pushback from, like, you know, the executives at uh, HBO where you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to make these sacrifices – and the way they edited the whole season, it made Jason Mann look like he's the bad guy. Okay. And I, I, I don't. And I think what happens is they sacrifice the film, the actual film, to 
just promote the drama within the reality show. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're going to get every season on this. And honestly, if you're an aspiring director, the last show I think you ever want to be on <laughs> is Project Greenland. <laughs> yeah. Drag your name through the fucking mud. Exactly. Because honestly, I think Jason Mann, I think he's, I think he's talented. I think he has a vision. And I think that they, this show, the way that they edited it just made him look like he was like this, this, uh, entitled, you know, I get my way or, you know, or I get, or I throw a tantrum kind of guy. And no, he was fighting for his vision. I mean, imagine if somebody told Spielberg, oh, you can't, and I'm not trying to say he's Spielberg, Mm -mm. but I'm saying like, if somebody said like, you know, um, oh, you can't do this in a movie and Spielberg or Scorsese's like, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, that's their vision. That's what they want. They want perfection. Mm -hmm. They're just like, okay, this is a reality show. Here's your $3 million movie. Come on. Do this, yeah. Let's do this. Like even like James Gunn, like when they yeah. when Marvel hired him to do Guardians of the Galaxy, they let mm-hmm. him fucking write Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. They, they didn't like force his hand and tell him what he had to do. It's like painting a picture. You want somebody telling you, "Oh no, you need to fucking color that different." Right. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and the show's misleading too because like uh, part of the problem of the show is like they wanted to get a lot of nighttime scenes, but they could not get the nighttime scenes because they hadn't picked out the location of where they were going to film in that house uh-huh. early enough, and so they had to get signatures from the 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 surrounding neighbors in order to be able to film after nine p.m. Oh, okay, okay, and. I, in all honesty, like the show made it out to like where it took Jason Mann forever to finally, you know, decide to pick on a house. In all honesty, if you watch like the behind the scenes stuff that they had on HBO.com, Jason Mann actually picked out him and Effie actually picked out two houses way earlier that he wanted, but for one reason or another, they fell out. Okay. But the show kept leading you to believe that Jason had not made a decision okay. on a house and made him out to be the bad guy. I mean, it's very misleading. And so I, I, I think that HBO threw this director under the bus. That's I agree. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, started off strong and then it yeah. felt like he just wanted to finish it. You know what I mean? Just get it the fuck over with. He fought, he fought tooth <clears throat> and nail throughout the entire production. Uh, like one of the big things that he fought about was like, he didn't want to do the movie in digital. He mm. wanted to do it in film. In all honesty, it's like at the end of the day, it still looked like shit in film. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, didn't look great. No. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, we didn't get the director's cut here. This was, this is HBO had their hand involved. In yeah. This, so. I think he's got potential if yeah. he gets away from that shit. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it's just a footnote in his career and yeah. not the defining moment for him. Yeah. But if you, do, if you want to watch a leisure class, it's on HBO. Yeah. yeah. It's not that long. So yeah. It's 90 minutes. It's I entertaining. Think. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's move on to, uh, the, Pop culture leftovers news. Yeah, 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 read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. News that will invade your dickhole. <laughs> as always. As always. Guaranteed. I want to get it trending. Nobody ever, nobody ever really, nobody but Eric Marable says anything. Of course, Eric Marable jumped yeah, on that trend. Yeah, he jumped on it. <laughs> he's, behind, he's behind the old dickhole <laughs> news. Nobody else really, though. Just Eric. You can always count on Eric, though. Yes, yes. <laughs> when he's not drying cocks, he's, he's or just, sending emails. Yeah, sending emails, drunken emails. Yeah. <laughs> he's behind the, uh, the dick. Whole invasive 
news. <laughs> Director Neil Blomkamp recently tweeted, uh, Alien is kind of holding slash pending Prometheus 2, so I shall be working on other things as much as I love Uh-oh. the Xeno morphs and Lieutenant Ripley. So it looks like uh, it's being indefinitely put on hold. Uh, they're going ahead with Ridley Scott's Prometheus 2, but Neil Blomkamp's uh, Alien movie... The one with, uh, like, the, 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 we saw the concept art of, like, Ripley and then, then, uh, Michael Bean coming back. Yeah, yeah. Hicks. Looks like Hicks. So sad, too bad. Guys, you know what? I, I, I'm not a big fan of Neil Blomkamp. Actually, I don't like any of his movies. Mm. I, I know, I know both of you like District I Nine. did like it. District yeah. Nine? Yeah. Chappie can suck my dick, though. I haven't seen Chappie, no. Is he gonna do District 10, then? I mean, is this, is this, this is the time, right? Yeah, I hope not. I don't wanna see it. No. He's been talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that movie needs a sequel. I think uh, it's kind of perfect as a one one shot. I didn't like District Nine to begin with, so <laughs> I could give a rat's ass. Like Neil Blomkamp could like drop off the face of the planet, and I wouldn't give a shit. At this point, I agree. So, yeah, and Elysium. Yes, I haven't seen oh. Elysium. It was okay. It was all right. <laughs> not great. Forgettable. Yeah. It's it's not like Elysium. It's like it's not like when Elysium comes on, you're like, oh shit, it's Elysium. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? No. Honestly, like taste it movies for me. Are, it, it, a taste it movie is a rewatchable movie. Like, I agree. When I rate something, if it's a taste it, it's rewatchable. Like like if honestly, like yeah, you you ask me right now, Brian, would you watch The Last Witch Hunter again? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. If right now, if there was a copy of The Last Witch Hunter, and if I was like. In a mood, I'd be like, hey, guys, you want to watch Last Witch Hunter with – I would watch Last Witch Hunter again. Yeah. Elysium, though, on the flip side, I have no – I have no – I don't want to watch Elysium again. Yeah. I could care less about watching Elysium. I wish I could erase Chappie from my fucking brain. Mm. I see. I haven't watched Chappie yet. <sighs> I need to watch that. It's terrible. It's an insult to your fucking intelligence. <laughs> But you know, I've always like like I did like what he was going for, bringing Michael Bean back, yeah. and like I honestly think like there needs to be some kind of like shakeup where like we find out like you know like somebody actually got into the ship and actually took Newt out mm-hmm. and Michael Bean out and replaced them, and now she thought she thought they were dead, mm-hmm. and they've actually been like in hibernation still or something. I don't know. That'd be cool. I mean, and we get to see like an older Newt. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know, she can be our new Ripley or something. Yeah. I don't know. We could continue that story for sure. Yeah. So. It'd be fun to see uh, Sigourney Weaver and Michael Bean. Or like Sigourney Weaver is like actually still alive. Like they, the the one that died in fucking yeah. like Alien 3 was actually mm-hmm. like a clone and she didn't even know she was a clone. Right. That'd be cool too. That'd be cool. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, all right. Talking about that was Neil Blomkamp's tweet. Oh, well, Guillermo de Toro tweeted recently. Pacific Rim 2, budget and script went in. No answers yet. If anything happens, I will post. If nothing happens, I will just keep rambling. (laughs) (laughs) It's also important to note here that uh, Universal and Legendary aren't giving up on the sequel either. Mm. I think it's a matter of timing, shaping up the cast. I I think it would help if uh, Maisie Williams did sign on, if the rumor is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can't see them, like, thinking to themselves, like, oh, oh, Charlie Hunnam's coming back? (laughs) Sold. Yeah. <laughs> no. You, you know, I, I mean, like, we saw Crimson Peak. It didn't do, do too well in the theaters as far as financially. And I don't know. I think it would help with Maisie Williams. Yeah, for Can't sure. Can't hurt. Yeah. So, I agree. She's yeah. a big name right now. So it's, 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 I mean, guys, we're still, there's still a possibility. Pacific Room 2 could happen. You know, the budget, he, he, he knows what his budget's going to be. 
He's got the script. He sent it to Universal, and now he waits. So we'll see. It may not be 2017 like we thought. Hell, it could be 2018 or something. But I, I, I want Pacific Rim 2. I just want Guillermo de Toro to just be happy with that and not write it for a, a trilogy. Yes, I hate that shit. That's the thing. It's like he wants a trilogy. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, it's like I don't think we're ever going to get Hellboy 3. No. Unless they do another cartoon. Like, and I love those Hellboy cartoons. Yeah. They're fucking great. Not as a Hellboy 3, though. I know. I, 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 I don't think that we would get it otherwise. I don't think we're ever going to get a Hellboy fucking 3. No. I God, so. I want They've one. They've done everything to try and make mm-hmm. that happen. So We'll get Dread 2 before we get Hellboy 3. <laughs> yeah. God, don't say it. I want Dread 2 so fucking bad. Yeah. God. Uh, CBS Television Studios released a statement announcing the new Star Trek series, which will uh, debut January 2017, beginning with a preview on CBS. And then all subsequent episodes will then be streamed on its video-on-demand platform. Fuck that. CBS All Access, which charges $5.99 a month. (sighs) Deadline reports that Alex Kurtzman will oversee development of the project for CBS Studios and serve as an executive producer. The brand new Star Trek will introduce new characters seeking imaginative new worlds and new civilizations while exploring the dramatic contemporary themes that have been a signature of the franchise since its inception in 1966. I have no other news than this. <laughs> the only thing I think we can really talk about is the fact that they're going to fucking uh, wet our palate uh, with a preview on CBS, probably the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be like, hey, do you want more? Well, you got to pay five ninety nine a month uh, for <laughs> this video on demand service, CBS All Access. So uh, fuck it. I uh, They've got my fucking money right now, goddammit. Yeah, I'm pissed I, I, off. I'm already a CBS All Access subscriber. Are you? Because they have every season of Survivor and Big Brother on there. And it's my go-to when I'm just playing iPad games. Can I use your code? <laughs> Cody you prob- Schrody? Probably. <laughs> we'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> I've got the All Access for you. Yeah, let's not turn this into another HBO Go. Yeah. Just, I still have people hit me up for that randomly. No shit. Yeah, like, they'll like go back through the old list. I can tell. Like, I just listened to the episode where you talk about your HBO Go. You still do that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. Here you go. Guys, I don't know. I don't really know where we, what we can talk about with this. but uh, no. I'm excited for it. I've been, I am too. Cl- I've been clamoring for a new episodic Star Trek series since like we started doing this show. Yeah. Like, ugh. I'm not a big Voyager guy, and I, I didn't much care for Enterprise either, so yeah. I'm excited for something I hope I can really dig my teeth into. Yeah, Next Generation and fucking Deep Space Nine for me. Yes, so. yes. I, I like the originals, too. Those yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. But oh, Voyager was so bland to me. Yeah. I'd be cool with it if I didn't have to fucking pay for it. I mean, I'm not, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not made of money. You know, what the fuck? Yeah. Just If you want people to watch it, just fucking make it available why the fuck you're gonna make more money making it available to everybody than making fucking people and pay for dude it. It, it's just they're, they're changing the way man see they're just changing the way everybody watches tv now man. i know and it sucks i think it sucks i'm with you jay it's harder it's harder to stay up with things it's really harder to stay up with things because like we like being in like doing the podcast like we do i get i get emails all the time with from people that are like hey have you watched uh narcos on fucking right. netflix and it's like no i haven't watched narcos yet i i want to but 
fuck, you know, it's like if it's not Netflix, it's like, hey, have you watched Fargo on FX? And I'm like – Or Amazon Prime. Or, yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, the, there's all these things that I would love to watch, but it's like I just don't have time to watch everything. No. And it's like it's it, – with more options, it's great that we have them. But yeah. on the flip side, it's like I just don't have the time to fucking ingest everything that they're pumping out. Yeah, on top of reading all the comics that you read, yes, and going to see all the movies that you see, yes, and it's it's just like too fucking much. Paying yeah. money on top of that, I mean, it's it's stupid. Like, look at successful podcasts. You don't need to pay. Mo- they have millions of listeners. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not comparing no, us, no. but they have millions. Guys, guys, once again, once again, guys. Last month, lowest month in download. <laughs> Lowest month. <laughs> again. Lowest month in doubt. Da- thanks a lot, Leftover Army. <laughs> you fuck. Thanks, thanks for those of you that have jumped off the podcast, too. Yeah. Just means less emails, right? But, <laughs> but the business model is stupid. Podcasts are free for the most part. Yeah. The biggest ones are free. Yeah. Millions of listeners. You don't need to fucking have a subscription service. These guys are shooting themselves in the fucking foot. It's stupid. But, Jay, you can also watch new episodes as Price is Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just dumb. It's fucking outdated. It's people being greedy. They're going to make more money making it available. But that's just my two cents. Whatever. I mean, honestly, if CBS, uh, if ABC, NBC, and Fox have these services, I could just cancel my cable altogether. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, fuck, and save fuck cable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to some DC news. Yes, people, one of these days I'm going to have a DC bumper. I don't have one right now. These things take time, so yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> DC News. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> There's your bumper. Thank you, Jake. You're welcome. I got you. Wow. That was fucking. That was that was riveting and inspirational. Well thought out. <laughs> yes, yes. It was my brainchild for the week. <laughs> I'm spent. Uh, let me talk about the Flash. Any? Have you been watching Flash? Jay? Not yet. God damn! It's it. on Netflix now, so I'm going to catch up. All right. Yep. It's also on Hulu. It is you on can, Hulu. I won't lie. I'm never catching up. I know you. Are. <laughs> I'm gonna, I will watch it. Yeah. That and the leftovers. Those are my missions. Let me talk about. Uh, let me talk about the last two episodes of the Flash. Yeah, two episodes ago. Let's talk about this. Uh, we got our new Firestorm. Okay. Uh, guys, I- I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, the last fucking like uh, five. Uh, ten five minutes of the two episodes ago, save that episode. Really, like, I think everybody like left on a high from that episode and actually liked that episode a lot more than it than it was good, <laughs> just because of the last ten minutes. Okay. Because like the whole firestorm shit was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. We got a new firestorm. I think like the villain that was in in that episode, the special effects on him looked stupid. His motivations for being evil were kind of weird and dumb. Um, the whole firestorm thing seemed really rushed for one episode. It was those last ten minutes that made the episode. We, okay. we got our introduction uh, introduction to. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see him again, but fucking King Shark. I did watch oh, that. Nice. Holy yeah. shit! And King Shark. I'll be honest with you, man. The special effects were out of this fucking world. Looked good. Nice. Looked amazing. Jake, I'm not kidding you. I, I wouldn't bullshit you. I believe this is up there. It, it was good. It was a night scene, of course. It was at night. But my God, King Shark looked fucking amazing. I was impressed. And uh, this is like, you know, there, there was a moment. It was a really cool moment with, you know, Barry. He, you know, he, he stops running. He's looking at uh, uh, his new kind of maybe new love interest, which is uh, Joe West's new partner, Patty. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at her and she's in uh, like, I think she's in the coffee shop that they go to. 
what do they call it? CC jitters or whatever the fuck. And he's looking at her and having like this little moment thinking about her and shit. And the next thing you know, this huge hand fucking grabs him. I'm, I'm thinking like, holy shit, is this fucking Grodd? Yeah. And then they fucking show this gigantic shark. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit. Oh my God. Everything that happened before this that I thought was stupid went out the fucking window yeah. as soon as I saw King Shark. And it was awesome. And then who shows up to fucking save Barry? Mm. Holy shit. Fucking Earth 2 Harrison Wells. Yeah, what the fuck? Holy Takes shit. Takes his hood off. Episode ends. I'm fucking just like, I'll bring it on. Bring on the next week. That bring looks so good, though. Yeah, he's showing look, it right now. It does look good. I wanted to see it. It does yeah. look good. Yeah, looks it, phenomenal. You're right. It's night, but eh, you know, it's, it's, a nice, it's TV. Do what you got to do. Cut what corners you got to cut to make it not look shitty. That's why Grad was in the sewers, and it always looked dark. He looked great. Yeah. So. Mm. yeah it looks good. It looks good. But, yeah, uh, the next episode of The Flash, uh, we get more Harrison Wells. Mm. Um that was a great episode. The okay. entire episode was phenomenal all the way through. Um, we've got, uh, you know, the clash between Jay Garrick and uh, fucking the, the Earth 2 Harrison Wells. We still don't know Harrison Wells' intentions, uh, the Earth 2 Harrison Wells. But, I mean, um, we also get fucking uh, Cisco reveals his vibe powers to oh. the rest of the fucking group finally. Cool. Do you guys still hate Cisco? I like Cisco when he's not inventing shit and he's using his vibe powers. Mm. But I'm not. I'm still not the biggest fan. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when he's inventing shit, it's just fucking lazy writing. Yeah. And um, but I fucking I dude. Uh, we got introduced to uh, Kendra Saunders, so we got our first look at Hawk Girl. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I'm a I'm a little con- I, not concerned. I'm a little like confused uh, about there was a part in the episode where she's got a necklace on and she like rubs it and mm. it's like. Do you guys know anything about a crystal with her? No. no. I don't either. But there's some significance of her rubbing that crystal. Hmm. And I don't know. Maybe somebody out there knows the answer. Maybe like somebody that's you know read a certain um, DC story knows something about a crystal mm-hmm. with her. I don't know. It might be just a TV thing, huh? It might be. It might be, but that was our first look at Hot Girl, and uh, Cisco, you know, had you know threw some game at her and shit. <laughs> um, we got, uh, we also got teases for uh, Wally West. I mean, uh, cool. not in this episode. I think in the previous episode, like we met Iris's mother, and she's a crackhead. She was a crackhead, and now she's like clean and shit. And then she comes out and tells Iris like she's got you know, like a few months to live and shit. Mm. She's got like cancer or something. And then she tells like she drops the ball and's like you know you've got a fucking brother. And so that's our Wally West. Cool. We are going to get a Wally West. Nice. Um, I like Wally West. Yeah, Wally's fun. We've got – then they showed some more of Zoom. And Zoom is actually – he has imprisoned Harrison Wells' daughter on Earth (sighs) 2. Wow. And I am still under the belief that Zoom on Earth 2 – is Barry's doppelganger. Right. I firmly believe it. Because oh, okay. nothing else seems to make sense. Well, I mean, in that one episode, you know, Barry tells Joe, like, if I didn't have you in my life, I could have turned out like Captain Cold. Right. I could have been evil. And Joe's like, you know, oh, no, that wouldn't happen. And he's like, <laughs> no, without you, that you know. So I'm thinking, like, that That was just, like, basically them saying, like, yeah, okay, let's see. On Earth 2, he didn't have Joe West. Right. And on Earth 2, Barry does turn into Zoom. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. I, 
I still love the. I fucking love the Flash. Best fucking comic book TV show on right now. Shit. I will say Gotham. I'm not saying much. <laughs> Look at the competition. I will say Gotham is getting better the last couple episodes. They've kind of shifted the focus and everything, and uh, Gotham's getting. We've had some Penguin centric episodes, and Gotham's getting a little bit better. Uh, those first few episodes were fucking rough. Yeah. And, it's still not perfect, but it's getting better. I this next episode I, is going to be Barbara Keen centric with <sighs> with Gordon again, and fuck, and and I'm kind of kind of kind of like not digging it. Um, yeah, Penguin's mother has been murdered. Oh, she's oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Have so, we had the Pee Wee Herman episode yet? Not yet. Uh. So no Paul Rubens. That'll yet. be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Strike Force was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about where I'm at right now. Yeah. I like yeah. that episode. Best superhero show, right? Not best comic book show. As far as what, like the Flash? Yeah. It uh, what what oh, better oh, than oh, The Walking that, Dead? Oh, okay. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, superheroes and, okay. and stuff yeah. like that. Right. Except for Daredevil, of course. Yeah, right. I, th- I thought you meant currently on when you said uh, it. network TV. As far as like, no, I'm not. I'm not like I'm not even like comparing it to like iZombie mm-hmm. or, or Walking Dead and stuff like that. Superhero no. genre. No. Okay. No. Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl. Supergirl's debut was watched by 12.9 million viewers. It beat out the previous uh, fall TV champion, Blindspot, making it the highest-rated new series debut of the season. Good for Supergirl. So, two episodes in. Guys, what are you thinking about Supergirl? Big-time drop-off after the first episode, though. Did you really? That? No. Giant drop-off. Wow. It was like 60, they lost like 60% of their viewers or some mm. shit like that. That's a huge drop-off. They were saying it's because the first episode was led in by a Big new Bang Big Theory? Bang Theory episode yeah. in the second episode episode didn't have that yeah that's true so second episode though i kind of hated it really yeah i tupperware the first episode and no I, you tasted the first episode did i just taste i you thought tasted. we tupperware partied it no you and frank tasted it i was the only one that tupperware it i thought i did tupperware no go back and listen chief oh, okay <laughs> i take your word for it yeah well if i'm i was gonna taste this, i remember i, that, I remember so I, I, was, that I was the lone right. tupperware so all right. Yeah, yeah, I tossed the second episode. I was 15 minutes in and couldn't get my hands off my phone. Oh, wow. I was bored. Really? I would agree with you, Jake. I, I, I did not like the second episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the pilot. Um, and, and, you know, I think I like a lot of, you know, I, I like her when she's not Supergirl. I think there's there's something that's a little funky when she's Supergirl. You know, the dialogue and, and the acting and the special effects, all that do not. They're not tight at all. Mm. But when they're just acting and when she's just a normal person, I like that. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, no. It's like it's like Shades of Smallville, you know, in a bad way. And I enjoyed Smallville, yeah. but this is in a bad way. This yeah. second episode, yeah. So I, I'm tossing the second episode. I love, Definitely tasting the first I love episode. Melissa Benoist. She's I love great. her, too. She's I'm, super charismatic. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she's fucking great. To a fault. I honestly, like, I... I'll be honest with you. I I, I love uh, the actor that, uh, that plays uh, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I was, I was a big fan of him on True Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, eggs, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love eggs. Guys, I'm going to give the second episode a high taste it just because it's a guilty pleasure. I, I that's I'm, cool. I'm, I'm I'm loving Supergirl, and it's like it's like okay, guys, yeah, I fucking I'm the same guy that fucking watched Melissa and Joey and mm-hmm. loved it. So like this is just like that fun fucking. It's just fun for me. I just have a fun time watching her, like, learn about her powers. And, and like, I thought I just had a lot of fun watching her, like, you know, kind of fail at, like, trying to, like, 
at first fail with like she the, fucked uh, up. The, <laughs> oil, <laughs> the oil and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But then like, but then like learning from her mistakes and like growing into like, you know, different things. And I, I liked, uh, I liked the scene with her and, uh, Calista Flockhart when she like flew her and, and shit and, uh, in the car. Oh, yeah. I, I had a fun time with it. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not the best person to kind of talk about this. I just have like, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure for me. It just makes me feel like I'm watching like a fun family show and I really like it. Even the, even the inconsistencies with this one, I kind of like let it slide. I just really like her as an actress. I think she's fun. Yeah. I'm going to try for a couple more episodes. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching it too. I yeah. really dug the first episode. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have as much fun with the second one. So yeah, yeah I love everyone in it. I have no problem with the actors, actresses. No, no problem. But I, I don't know. This, this episode seemed kind of weak, you know, and I, I don't want it to be the run of the mill thing yeah. where it's just super predictable. Yeah. Let's let it let, get its legs i mean you know it still is greg berlanti and hopefully like he'll be able to like do what he's done with like the flash and shit yeah and, for like, sure you know i don't know it's got hope i'm not i'm not ruling it out yeah but like for this for this for this show to fucking make it on cbs is totally different than like if this show was on the cw true yeah true yeah you wouldn't want this you wouldn't want it to be like as dark as those shows though would you let me let me explain something here real quick okay no i'm not talking about that i'm talking about viewership oh yeah like constantine yeah on NBC mm-hmm. had more viewers than either Arrow or The Flash. Mm-hmm. But since it was on NBC, it failed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's like you're on a fucking national network. You've really got to bring your A game. Right. And that 60% drop-off, like you said, Jake, mm-hmm. fuck, dude, that's that's a huge blow to the series. It is a huge blow. So. I, I, I was Even though I didn't care for the second episode, I felt bad for the series that yeah. it, it had that. I was excited for it that it did so well that first week. Yeah. I mean, that's good for all superhero television. Right. If a show – if the biggest rated show on TV in 2015 is Supergirl, then that means in 2016 we're getting four new cracks at superhero shows on network television. Absolutely. And so I, I can't I, – even if I don't like the show, I still root for it to do well. Right. You know, right. just to see more of stuff like that. Yeah. I'm going to watch Supergirl until they take it off the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I, I do see that possibly happening. Yeah. I, I think another thing for me is, you know, they keep bringing up Superman, and it's just like, it's hard to, like, put those two together. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel, mm-hmm. totally different feel than what Supergirl they're trying to do yeah. tonally as a show. You know, so it's just like they keep bringing that up, and it doesn't fit. It's you know what I mean. It's just like we've seen that, but you're trying to introduce that into the and tie the two together. I, Man of Steel, yeah, with the movie, yeah. I mean, they keep talking about Superman and everything else. Yeah, that but happened. this is not canon. Like this is not canon with Man of Steel the movie. Man, they talk about it. Like no, it is. Jay, it's not really no, the, the Krypton. The, the uh, yes, the Krypton yeah. sci-fi series is going to be canon with the Man of Steel movies. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like every, every no, 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 both no, no, episodes. I'm telling you, you're wrong. Okay. I'm flat out telling you, okay, this well, has nothing to do with yeah. Henry Cavill's fucking Man of Steel movie. Okay, well, that, they talk about Superman, like be everyone loving him in this series, like, and that has nothing to do with Man of Steel, right? That's true. Like, yeah, it, but they talk about him not being perfect either. I mean, it's well, they they talked well, about that too. Yeah, Supergirl but Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy Olsen in this universe is like buddies with Superman, and right. he has nothing to do with the Man of Steel films. Okay, well, that I, actor maybe I was tying the two together. Maycod Brooks is the actor's name. He has nothing to do with the Man of Steel movies. Okay, all right. Well, I was tying the two together. Don't. Okay. Don't. 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 The uh, the the Krypton 
TV series is going to be canon okay. with the Man of Steel movies. Yeah. But the reason it can be is because it's set 200 years before any of the events from Man of Steel take place. Okay. 200 years before the events, and it's set on Krypton. Yeah, that was bugging me. So, all right, yeah, I'm totally wrong. I okay. totally thought that was tied I, together. I'm going to stick around until the Red Tornado stuff. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Like, I, I never understood the internet backlash to that costume reveal. I thought it was a pretty pretty nice costume. Cool. Yeah. So I'll stick around for that far. Right. Thought it looked like he fell in some ketchup, but yeah, I thought he looked was, like an Oompa Loompa, but he was red. I thought it looked—I <laughs> thought it looked like the comic book Red Tornado to me. Like you instantly gonna, knew who it was. I'm gonna love the ep. I—I—I I, I unapologetically like this show, so I'm gonna. That's I'm gonna cool, watch man. It. Guilty pleasures—that's your thing. Yeah, no big deal. And Everybody's just, got him. I just think Melissa Benoist is just just so cute. She she's is. the best part of the show. She's, she's so fantastic. Yeah, I really like super her. charming. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna keep me watching, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like I watch for her. She's awesome. Um, let's talk about. Uh, I don't want to talk about that Krypton show. Fuck that. No, please no. <laughs> there were some interesting quotes uh, from film producer Charles Roven about why David Ayer was given the job of directing Suicide Squad. I'll, I'll read these quotes and then we'll talk about the Empire magazine cover with the Joker. Uh. Roven said, "We just started shooting Batman v Superman. We were." figuring out our path through the expanding DC Justice League universe. Then David Ayer came and pitched his take on Suicide Squad. It had this darkness and edge while still totally in the zone of what we're trying to do with these movies. And it's impossible that you could get a big tentpole picture from pitch to start of principal photography and faster than we did. Ayer talked with Empire. Ayer then talked with Empire about what makes Suicide Squad different than most superhero films. And here's what he said. You know, all these movies are about defeating the evil alien robot from fucking Planet X before it destroys the world with its ticking clock. And who the fuck cares? But you do this story about the struggle and isolation and people who have been shit on that suddenly get thrown this lifeline. That's not so bad. I like to think of this as the comic book 2.0. The comic book movie 2.0. So, um, I, I... I think this is great. I mean, we, uh, Jake, you didn't, you weren't on the episode. Uh, it was me, uh, Jay, and Frank, mm-hmm. and I kind of talked about how um, I think that uh, that Warner Brothers is the filmmaker studio. That they're they're more about the filmmaker than they are about the actual, like like how Marvel's about the the Marvel product, and uh, you know, it's all it's all it starts with Feige. Yeah, and it's all like you know, don't. Don't fuck with Feige's vision. This mm-hmm. is like we all got to keep everything streamlined and we need, you know, we can't. It's not – you can argue with me. You can – I mean – but, I, you know, it's like that's why they're getting guys like the Russo brothers that come from TV and, you know, they're getting these these directors that aren't they're – not, they're not going after established directors. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, look, Zack Snyder's a filmmaker. Patty Jenkins is a filmmaker. Um, you know, James Wan's a filmmaker. Um, David Ayer's a filmmaker, um, you know, except for the, the fucking guy that they got for, what's the other movie that they got that they're doing? I think the Marvel exception is James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that works out for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He's going to get Favreau probably, I'm sure. But the, the guy that they hired for, um, the guy, the guy that did, the guy that did fucking, um, Dark Shadows. Tim Burton? 
No. <laughs> the guy that wrote Dark Shadows, he wrote Dark Shadows, and now he's directing a DC movie. He's directing... <sighs> Jesus Christ. We just talked about it like two episodes ago. Two or three episodes He wrote the ago. Tim Burton movie? He wrote the Dark Shadows movie. Uh-huh. And then he's only directed like... Two episodes of an. He, he's a director that they hired for one of their movies, and he only um, directed uh, two episodes of an MTV show called "The Life and Times of R.J. Berger." Marvel hired this loser. <clears throat> no, DC did. Oh, they, they call themselves they're like the filmmaker studio because okay. they have great relationships with prolific directors, and that's who they're hiring to do their DC movies. But like the one director they hired for a big tentpole movie, I can't remember what the movie is. Is this guy that did. Like, wrote a bunch of shitty movies. <laughs> he wrote a shit ton of shitty movies. Like, yeah. movies that aren't good. Yeah. And then he only directed two episodes of an MTV series, The, <laughs> Life, and <Teen> of, <laughs> the Life and Times of R.J. Berger. Okay. A show that I don't even remember. Yeah, I barely remember. Too. But, um... I, I don't disagree with you, though. I, I think DC is the filmmaker studio, like, as what we've seen so far. Like, they're they're giving a guy a project, and they're letting him do his filmmaker thing. Right. I mean, so far... I'm, one movie in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Burr, 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 burr. Oh, Wonder Woman news. Let's go, let's move on to the Wonder Woman. You didn't find anything about it. I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, I don't know. It's pulling up a bunch of guys. Which looking, movie he's doing? You're not looking hard enough. Yeah, there's there's three writers for fucking uh, Dark Shadows. There was Seth Graham Smith. It's, is it the fl- It's the Flash. It's the Flash. Oh, Seth Graham Smith. That's him. Okay. Seth Graham Smith. He's the guy. He is. He has uh, written a bunch of shit, and then he directed shit. <laughs> and he's the guy that's replacing Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Oh yeah, oh, he that did fucking. Blows. He did that fucking Abraham Lincoln versus Abraham Lincoln Vampire Vampire Hunter. Hunter. Oh, that fucking blows. Yeah. that's terrible. News. Yeah, you go from Phil Lord and Chris Miller to this fuck nut. That's terrible fucking news. The Flash yeah. is the DC movie I was the most excited for. So here too. I am praising you know like Warner Brothers for being the filmmaker studio, and they settle on this fucking yeah. ass hat. That's terrible fucking news. Yeah, that that's a fucking what's his name that did. Ant-Man move. That's a fucking Peyton Reed. Yeah, that's a fucking Peyton Reed move. Yeah. And they're, they're bringing him back to do Ant-Man 2. Yeah. Ugh. He earned it, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shit. I mean, you know, Ant-Man makes like $500 million, and they didn't expect that much. Peyton so. Reed said yes enough, so yeah, he's exactly. got the job. Well, he's a yes man. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he agreed enough, so he's good. we're good to go. Yeah. That's Fucking that! Did you get it? I think I got it. I hope so. I think that was it. God damn it. (laughs) All fucking episode, that fucking that. Motherfucker. (laughs) Let's talk about Wonder Woman. Uh, Two quick news bits about Wonder Woman. Number one, Chris Pine confirms his role in the film Mm -hmm. to a French magazine called Premiere, but doesn't give his name in the film. Our money is on Steve Trevor. Yeah, who else would he be? Secondly, I want to read a quote from the magazine, and I'd like to get your opinion on something. (laughs) Here's the quote. Uh, this is what Chris Pine said. I do not really know what I'm allowed to tell you. I'm super excited, of course. Gal Gadot is super talented. Patty Jenkins will perf- uh, will perform, and we will shoot and film. What excites me most is to turn in a movie with a superhero woman. With a woman in the lead role, I team with this intelligent, beautiful, and strong woman to destroy the, wic- to destroy the wicked and save humanity. So he says... Patty Jenkins will perform and we will shoot in film. Um, now, since this was first printed in a since this was first printed in a French magazine, is there something lost in translation? Yeah, it sounds here? like they strike that, reverse it. Yeah, it's, it's, they're gonna fucking 
perform and yeah, she's but, gonna shoot and uh whatever. yeah but does this mean like okay so let's say like okay patty jenkins is not gonna perform in the movie no number one so that's fucked up that's yeah. weird but is it gonna is it actually being are they saying that they're filming it or are they actually saying like we're gonna shoot this in film instead of digital no oh, i didn't even catch that from it i doubt it hmm. well david Ayer's shooting in film for suicide squad so Warner, but like I said, Warner Brothers is the filmmaker studio. Like yeah. David Ayer says, if he comes on and says we're going to shoot and film, then they're like, okay, Warner Brothers is cool with that. And like, it I makes sense for I guarantee you, Ben Affleck. Though. If Ben Affleck directs a fucking DC Warner Brothers movie, they're going to shoot and film. Yeah, it makes sense for Batman, though. It makes sense for Suicide Squad. I would, I would think with Wonder Woman and all the digital effects that you're going to have. I think it's up to the director, though. I, I don't disagree, but I just think it would work better dig- in digital than. Film. But I'm not arguing with you. I think like, I think this this quote's all fucked up. Yeah, it is. Patty up. Jenkins will perform, and we will shoot in film. It sounds like okay. Thanks a lot, Tonto. What else? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for like sure. Fucking Frankenstein. Even his description of the movie sounded yeah. fucking. It did. Legitimate. We'll fight the wicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I team with this intelligent, beautiful, and strong woman to destroy the wicked and save humanity. Yeah. Okay. Right. How much is this person getting paid? Right. <laughs> that sounds like the plot of every superhero movie, yeah. right? Well, it just sounds like some French guy that really doesn't understand what the fuck Chris Pine's saying. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. Like, yeah, Wonder Woman shot in film. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, it makes more sense with Suicide Squad There's and, and, and a Batman movie, but like with... With Wonder Woman, you think it'd be shot in digital, right? Yeah, just because you're gonna, she's gonna be flying for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna look really stupid. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm saying. It's just like it power to the director if he wants to shoot in film, but it doesn't seem like it really correlates with Wonder Woman as much as it would with those other movies. Mm-hmm. So, eh. yeah. All right, uh, Joe Blow had a bunch of fucking rumors about the Wonder Woman film. Um, let's see here. What did they say? Uh, yeah, they get into the setting. Heroic Hollywood has reported on two key aspects that I'll be building on, and I can verify some of the reporting via our, via our own sources. For one, the setting Wonder Woman will take place in two key time frames, World War One and modern day. Mm. Until they fire the writer again. Ah, well, the, the, who who, they, who was the Michelle McLaren was yeah. the original director? <laughs> yeah, original yeah. director. According to our sources, the film follows very closely to the comic book, which is rooted very heavily in the mytholo- mythological elements. Okay, okay, uh, New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah, or the original New Fifty Two is the one that was myth- mythological. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, the Greek. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that really brought that to the forefront. It sounds very much like Wonder Woman is uh, the Thor of the DC Cinematic Universe, so that should give you a basis of where she fits into the massive paradigm they're building. Uh, the villains, also reported by Heroic Hollywood, both Cersei and Ares will be the main villains. Now, we've heard that. Mm-hmm. That's nothing new. Um, again, like didn't we hear like Sean Bean and Eva Green? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for those. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I'm more of a fan of Eva Green. I could do without Sean Bean. <laughs> He's not phenomenal or anything, yeah. but he'll do. Probably. Yeah, didn't we say like Joaquin Phoenix would be like a better? Oh, oh yeah, in, yeah, in a dream world. Yeah. I mean, he'd yeah. be better as every villain in every comic book movie yeah. besides like three. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not better than Heath Ledger, and then after that, he's better than everyone. Yeah, uh, they say that. Uh, in addition, expect to see many mythological, mystical creatures scattered throughout. Uh, there is even mention of a visit to Olympus, but the context of that is unknown. 
Ares will employ an army of beasts that are described as red or green demonic monsters with horns and wings that will be sent to kill Wonder Woman at some point in the film to keep her from stopping Cersei. Lastly, although Cersei is rooted in sorcery and is known in mythology to have the power to turn men into beasts, she will also take on the form of a chimera-like monster during her final battle with Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. This, and this, wait, hold, hold on. This is like World War II and modern day? None of this World War One and modern day? Where, it's going to uh, happen in both. Wow. Yeah, why? Wow. <laughs> okay, here we go. The plot, the very basics of the plot, follow Diana, Wonder Woman, and Steve Trevor in modern day trying to stop Cersei, who is manipulating high-level government men into starting World War III with the help of Ares. At some point, she will explain to Trevor about her first battle with Ares during World War One, where she defeated him. Uh, whether like a big extended flashback is what we're talking about. Whether or not this is told as flashbacks <laughs> or shown early on in the film is unclear, although it's said that the majority of the film will be set in modern day, so don't expect an even split between those timelines. You can get a really nice variation of this story in the exceptionally made 2009 animated film, which also draws from the original Wonder Woman canon. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. The Invisible Jet? Yes, we'll see it. Oh, thank God. No, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> it's invisible. Hello. But not consistent. And not, makes no sense. But not consistently. And no, you won't see it in Batman v Superman. It will come first into play when Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor leave Paradise Island for the first time. However much it could come into play later in the film is unclear, but it feels like this is more of a fighting film than a flying film, if you catch my drift. Oh, 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 sneaky. Whoa. Batman v. Superman tie-ins and the goddamned Batman. Okay, so this is where you should really pay attention. The Wonder Woman solo film will actually take place a few months before the events of Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Okay. Okay. Sure. So Makes sense if it's a Wonder Woman origin story. And we've got a fully realized Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman. That, yeah, that's true. This is it's just it, this is going against like everything that like okay like viewers have seen in these comic book movies. We're not used to this. Mm-hmm. We're not used to this at all, except true. for maybe except for maybe the Captain America: The First Avenger. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, let's see here. In addition to that, the Cape Crusader is said to appear in the film when Diana fights Ares' winged demonic minions. Watching her save civilian lives during the battle. This goes back to Jake echoing in a lot of episodes where he's like, "Can DC make a movie without fucking Batman? <laughs> can yeah. they? Can, can they? Can can DC? Can they make a movie and and have faith that it's going to do well in the box office without like fucking pimping Batman in every fucking film? <laughs> yeah, he'll be in Green Lantern too. <laughs> Aquaman." In the sea. Plastic man. <laughs> so, he's, Plastic man. <laughs> so he's the Nick Fury. Yeah. Of, yeah, he just fucking ties it all together. This could simply be a shot of Batman from a rooftop observing or something more. But his presence Why? will be the, exactly. Are they, yeah, I mean. Have faith in your first female superhero, assholes. Have faith in, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. After the film's finale, Batman will approach Wonder Woman in some regard to let her know he is aware of her. <laughs> What's he going to do, pat her on the ass? 
<laughs> I know who you're around. I'm aware of that. Act. I can see everything from Gotham. Establishing a relationship that leads to her involvement in Batman v Superman. Uh, I'm the world's greatest detective, and I saw you fight fucking this battle. You took down that red and green creature really well. Yeah. <laughs> Help me fight Superman. Nice, nicely done. Wow, this is just brilliant writing. I- <laughs> you have assets that I could use in an upcoming... <laughs> As this is an origin film, it makes perfect sense and helps establish a historical pinpoint for Wonder Woman in the DC Cinematic Universe continuity without interfering in the natural progression of Batman v Superman to Justice League Part 1. Yeah. As for whether or not Ben Affleck will appear is still up in the air, but he seems like a team player already with his cameo in Suicide Squad and deep involvement in the future of Batman in the DC Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. It sounds like shit. I mean, I, I agree <laughs> with you that DC is is like the filmmaker studio, but one thing I don't like is how it just seems like they're flying by the seat of their pants with a lot of this shit. Did Joe Blow just get like? Uh, did they talk to somebody that just like saw one of the scripts that got thrown out or something? I don't yeah, I mean, even know. I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah, because that doesn't sound appealing at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I mean, they probably do have to fly by their seat of the pants a little bit. I, I bet the. Filmmakers of the solo movies aren't privy to what Zack Snyder and Goyer are going to do for the Justice League movie. Mm. So they kind of have to be in that safe zone that takes place before Batman v Superman. You don't think David Ayer knows what's going on in Batman v Superman? I think he knows, but that movie was being made at the same... I I don't think David Ayer knows what the fuck's going on in Justice League. Mm. I think he's fully aware of what's going on in Batman v Superman, but I don't think any of these filmmakers... Are fully yeah, aware they, of what's going well, on they'll in probably League. give him like some like Easter eggs that he's got to put in his film. You would think that would tie into Justice League. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, his film. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, who else is gonna show up in Justice League other than fucking Batman? Yeah, I think Justice League is Goyer and Snyder's baby, and I don't think anyone's privy to what's going to happen in that. Right. So it kind of forces everyone's hand that they have to take place in this weird zone Yeah. before Batman v Superman. Especially if your character's featured in Batman v Superman, I don't think you're going to be allowed to be in the middle of that movie in Justice League. I think think it works to Suicide Squad's benefit, though. It's like one of the problems that I have with the Marvel movies is it feels like they're all so connected that I'm not worried about the film that I'm watching. I'm like always thinking about the next film. Yeah, I think it works to Suicide Squad's benefit. But I'm not so sure how well it works to Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't yet. It has to be a great movie. It has to be a great script. I mean, if this the events of this take place before, yeah. it's got to be a damn good movie. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a tight fucking script. I agree. Joe Blow this week, uh, they also provided uh, – actually, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I did these notes. Whatever. I'm, whatever. <laughs> fuck it. Whatever. Joe Blow just had more bullshit. <laughs> Some time ago, <laughs> so whatever. They, fucking a few days ago, <laughs> Joe blows. Yeah. So they they go on to say that they that they shared some details on what the you know the Wonder Woman's uh, film had in store, and, and then now they have juicy tidbits on the on the developing solo Batman film, hmm. uh, as well as one of the key players that is set to make a big debut there, the Red Hood, aka the resurrected Jason Todd. For those that don't know, Todd was actually killed by the Joker in 1988's A Death in the Family storyline by Jim Starlin and Jim Aparo. Did I say that right? Yes, Aparo. Before being resurrected via a Lazarus pit, 
taking on the identity of the Red Hood, originally embodied by the Joker before he became the Joker, and becoming sort of an anti-hero vigilante slash crime boss. He has since become a main player in the comics as well as a rogue member of the ever-growing Bat family. So how does the Red Hood factor into the future of the DC uh, Entertainment Universe? To put it simply, Red Hood will play a major role in it, especially for Bruce Wayne Batman. A while back, Latina Review ran a scoop that Red Hood was a priority character, and that lines up with what we've heard as well. Our sources indicate that Red Hood will be a key player in the first new solo Batman film, which is said to be adapting both a Death in the Family and Under the Hood storylines from the comics. I doubt that. I do too, because yeah. it's like they talked about... Ben Affleck about, doesn't give a fuck about well, that. Ben Affleck doesn't give a fuck about that. And then on the flip side, it's... Well, he is a comic book guy, but on the flip side, it's like, you know, like they make they make pull like a few things... Just like fucking Batman v Superman, everybody's like, "Oh, that's going to be fucking uh, the Dark Knight Returns." Yeah. And it, like we're finding out that like it's really not. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck right. isn't writing a Batman movie so he can adapt someone else's story. Right. right. That's not why he wants to do it. Right. Well, right. we don't we don't know he's going to do it, but I'm like pretty sure that he will direct it. Me too. Yeah. Essentially, Red Hood is DC's answer to Marvel's Winter Soldier, a former sidekick gone evil and seeking a chance at redemption. Oh, Jesus, because because Winter Soldier is so awesome that you, that DC. <laughs> needs an answer to it <laughs> as a character let's do it Marvel. Uh, we need the counterpart to winter soldier all the kids are wearing winter soldier t-shirts and talking about winter soldier the movie was great I, i'm just talking about yeah, it as a character as a character yeah. yeah recently ben affleck said he's interested in directing the solo batman film which he is writing with dc's own jeff johns mm. a- according to our sources the basic plot line of affleck's so bat uh, solo batman film is that jason todd has returned from the grave as the red hood <laughs> working in the shadows to make people think he's Batman while making Batman look like a criminal. At the same time, he leaves clues about his identity for Bruce slash Batman to ultimately solve, leading to a confrontation that will involve Batman, Red Hood, and yes, the Joker, who will feature as a primary villain alongside Red Hood. Uh, Naturally, the question will come up uh, about whether or not Red Hood will be referenced as the second Robin and if Dick Grayson, the first Robin, will play a role. According to our sources, Grayson is now Nightwing and will be referenced but not seen in Batman v Superman. However, Grayson is expected to show up in the solo Bat film, assisting Batman in his battle against the Red Hood and the Joker. <clears throat> I hope not. <laughs> I want to see Nightwing. I want to see, see Dick Grayson too. Nightwing in the Batman. I don't care. Really? I mean, yeah, I don't care. I, I want Batman. I'm not concerned about Dick Grayson. Dude, I never I- have been. Oh man, I would love I, to see Nightwing. I want to see Nightwing. Man, I, I, me, I love the idea of just skipping the Robin crap. Give me a fucking, give me a fucking great Nightwing appearance. Give me a great actor as fucking Nightwing, and then two years later, tell me that Chad Stahelski, the director of fucking John Wick, is going to direct a fucking Nightwing movie. Ah, goddamn! Fucking it. blow my dick off. All right, yeah, that would blow my dick off too. Yeah, that would. That would. All right, but it's it's not my concern right now. You know, I'm not concerned. Why, why does this keep coming up? Because Nightwing's a cool-ass character. Well, it just seems to me like they're reaching for the bottom of the barrel. What haven't we done yet? Oh, I don't, I don't fucking think, Robin. I don't think Nightwing is reaching from the bottom of the barrel. I think it's long overdue. Absolutely. I'm with a, you, man. I think he's a good character, but as far as, like, a Batman movie that's, like, this is the new Batman no, 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 movie no, universe. No, right, right here, they're just talking about him, Nightwing, showing up. 
and and he's going to help Batman fight his battle. It's part of the Bat family. Him just fighting Red Hood and the Joker. I think one of the most important things about <laughs> the character of Batman that really none of the movies have done right is Batman is a father figure to all these people. And none of, and even the movies that had fucking Robin failed miserable at this. That's the, the Nolan movies didn't touch on it at all. And I think it's something sorely missed from the Batman mythos in the Batman movies is the Bat family. Bat family. And Batman, you know being someone that other superheroes look up to and not like fucking Wonder Woman and Flash, but people that he's like scooped up off the streets and shit and yeah. like saved and everything. Hmm. Yeah. I, I love the Bat family. I love it too. It's, it's I I would like to see it done well and not cheese fuck shit like fucking Alicia Silverstone. Right. And, you know, <laughs> Chris yeah. O'Donnell bullcrap. Like I never bought into that relationship whatso fucking ever. Are you saying that you're just happy like like okay, like you're gonna be uh, are you happy seeing just like uh Nightwing as like maybe like the Teen Titans the TNT TV show? I'd be cool with that. Like I'm I, I just I don't know why Right all- now you're just like you're like you're just thinking like they're 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 blowing their load. Like you're just happy with like with Ben Affleck's Batman for right I, now. I think it's been a lot of focus on that. Even, you yeah. know, even with Suicide Squad, Batman vs. Superman, it's like everybody I, started talking about Nightwing I and Jason underst- Todd. I kind of understand what you're saying. I mean, it is, I, let me explain it to you this way. It's like a lot of people are bitching about Batman v Superman because it's supposedly like the Man of Steel sequel and like it's really not a Man of Steel sequel. It's, it is. It, I, I'm, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, they're taking the spotlight off of Henry Cavill's character. Like, Henry Cavill's taking a backseat to Ben Affleck in this film, right? Yeah. It's a sequel to the world more than it is a yes. sequel to the character. Exactly. Yeah. But on the flip side, Henry Cavill's taking a backseat. Yeah. And so, like, Jay, are you, like, are you saying, like, like, you want to see just – I want to get to know this Batman and, like, now you're trying to fucking throw, like, Nightwing into the equation? Yeah, it's I feel like, like they're, they're like, kind of, like, poo-pooing on what mm. we should be given as a new Batman story. Solo film. Give me – just give me Batman in this first movie and then – I don't know, like, maybe I, later I just, on. I mean, yeah, later on is fine. I don't want to be thrown into Nightwing and Jason Todd immediately – you know, after the Christopher Nolan movie, you can't just like say that didn't fucking exist. All right, yeah, it doesn't exist in this canon. But to just like as a film studio to yeah. say those movies didn't exist and we're just going to like make sure that people don't really pay attention to Batman. It's going to be a fucking Jason Todd Nightwing centric fucking movie. The sidekicks and the family. You're you're bringing too much in for me right at the beginning. That's I, my that's my problem. I don't disagree with the Jason Todd yeah. argument. I don't need Jason Todd and the Red Hood and all that nonsense. There's so many better stories. That's just like the easiest like you're picking from the fucking easiest fucking thing you can pick from. Jason Todd Red Hood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like the I, I do like the Nightwing stuff though. I do too. I, I love Night I'm not don't get me wrong. No, like, I'm not saying yeah, you hate Nightwing, yeah. the character. I understand what you're saying. But on the flip side, I think like this is something that they could do that could set themselves apart from the other Batman films. Yeah, we had three Batman as a loner movies. Yes. I, That's true. That's true. I, I do. Think we, I, okay. I and, think we can move on and try something And different. guys, we're working with fucking Ben Affleck here. Yeah. Let's get like, you know, like we, they were talking about fucking like Adam Driver being Nightwing at one time. Yeah, let's get a good actor in there with him. Yeah. I mean, he needs somebody really talented to fucking work off of. This is why I think they got Jeremy Irons as fucking Alfred. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, let's let's get another actor in there that it's kind of going to like gonna like uh hide a little bit of ben affleck's shortcomings as an actor because mm-hmm. as, as much as you want to i mean you can shit in one hand and wish in the other ben affleck is not the fucking end all be all amazing actor that people want to believe that he fucking is because now he's cast as batman you can love batman all you want to 
but to believe that Ben Affleck is going to be like the ultimate Batman, it's it's wishful thinking. He's not yeah. Christian Bale as an actor at all. No, <laughs> not even close. He's not even Michael Keaton. I, I no. completely agree. Michael Keaton, watch Birdman. Jake, as much as you toss that fucking movie, yeah. the acting performances in that movie are fucking fantastic. And I, and I said that when I tossed I know, it. I know. It's just the story, story and what it like is representing. Yeah. Really, I really loved it. Me off. This is a behind the curtains look at fucking like that. It was it was FICA, It was Michael Keaton, man. That's yeah. what he went. That's what he went through emotionally as an actor. Such a personal story. I loved it. Yeah, it shits on the whole superhero genre. It annoys me. I, I think I I think I'd be. Uh, I think I could live with Nightwing being, but this whole Jason Todd shit, I just, I don't, I, I think it's too soon for that crap. There's so many other villains in his gallery to choose from. You're picking, you're doing this fucking hero versus hero bullshit. I'm fucking, Marvel's gonna do that till the day they fucking die until fucking Infinity War comes out. Mm-hmm. Hero versus hero, cause God forbid we have a fucking real threat as a villain. So like, god damn it, just do something else. Yeah. That's my, that's my biggest issue. Yeah, you could. Okay, they're throwing too much at you. They're throwing too much at me. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm cool with them setting this up with with the sequel to. Man aren't of they Steel. setting it up in Batman v Superman with like that suit that we saw, the Dead Robin suit? Yeah, aren't they throwing too much at you in that movie? But is it? But do we know that's a Dead Robin, or do we know that's Jason Todd? I mean, we don't know who the fuck that is. It's yet. a Robin, man. I mean, I, we, it's a, a Robin. There's a fucking R. I'm fine with that. He's fucking dead. He's done. You know, Batman's older, so that that part of his life is done. And yeah. I'm fine with them not ever telling that story. Okay. I am cool with the Nightwing. I love Nightwing. He's a cool character. I'd be cool with them introducing him, but I think it cheapens... But you're not going to be upset if they don't introduce him in the first solo film. No, I won't be upset at all. And I just... Goddamn. I've just... Like, ever since everyone's like, oh, the Joker's Jason Todd. You know, Jared, Jared Leto's Joker's Jason Todd. Fuck that. I don't give a... You know, you're... you're Let's talk about that Empire photo next. Yeah, okay, but it's it's the whole, like, Deadpool thing. Yeah, fucking Deadpool's great, but you're trying to do that in DC now. You're trying to force that in. Fans are trying to say, oh, bring that in. If you don't bring that in, it's going to be crap. Mm. No, it's not. There's so many other stories to fucking tell. Well, the fans are going to say whatever the fuck they want to. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think Ben Affleck, as the director, is going to be like, well, i got to listen to the fans. I hope not. Zack Snyder doesn't listen to him. Yeah. That's, Thank, true. That's God, true. God bless him. Thank you. Don't give don't give everybody what they want. Do make your movie, man. That's yeah. what I love about fucking Snyder. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about this fucking Empire cover. Um, I like what Tom West said. I can't remember what he said. I, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, uh, he called him MTV Joker. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I agree. I tossed this fucking picture. Oh, it's so as much terrible. as much as I fucking love Jared Leto. I. I fucking toss that fucking photo. I'm 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 not gonna try to. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that it looks. It looks fucking stupid. It looks absolutely fucking. Stupid. It's not even like. It's not even relevant to like today's times where somebody you would think as like somebody like that, right. like a psychotic. Oh, he's got tattoos. He's a bad dude. Oh, he's got a jacket and he's showing his yeah, chest. There's nothing. Oh. This is not relevant to anything that you would deem as psychotic. Yeah. Nothing. The funny, the the weird thing is though, it's like I I I think they're just going for they want to just go with like a Joker that, that that's never been seen on the screen before, and a Joker that's just so out of the box and so different that sets him apart from any other Joker, mm. and I, I they've achieved that. Like even the laugh, like when you saw that in the Suicide Squad trailer laugh, it was like. That Joker was like actually making like a mockery of the Joker yeah. laugh when he did it. He was like, 
Ah, ah, ah. I think they're worrying. It was like too he was much. making fun of the laugh, right? Know? I think they're worrying too much about trying to separate themselves from. Uh, they should just let Leto do his fucking thing and not worry so much about. So you like, don't think this is Leto doing his thing? Do you think this is direction? Yes. Yeah, I do I, too. I think it's seventy percent direction. I don't know, man. It, it sounds like Leto was in character. Really? He was in character this entire movie. Well, yeah. that that's true. The character that was but on the, the page for him to be. Yeah, the design of him. Yeah. He's he's going to act it fine. I'm not worried about the way Guys, he's going to act. I don't know, though. I, I kind of disagree with you. Jared Leto's a rock star. That looks like rock star Joker. He is yeah. a rock star. He, so, yeah. I mean, you know, that looks like rock star Joker to me. And I think that he's playing the character that he wants to play. I'm just saying, aesthetically... I think it looks – I don't know the performance that we're going to get. I think – I trust in Leto, okay? Yeah. But aesthetically, I think it looks fucking stupid. Look at yeah. this. It Rockstar says psycho Joker. killer. In case you didn't know, he's a psycho killer. Yeah. Rockstar Joker isn't scary to me though. No. All. It's not scary. It's not and they creepy. Keep, they keep it's saying not funny. he's scary. It's yeah. not – yeah, there's no fright. Factor the Joker at that all. scared me was Heath Ledger yeah. when he fucking had like uh, fucking people tied up, and you're watching a video of him torture people. That was scary. It was scary. Fucking scary. When he's fucking driving he fucking, pencils through motherfuckers' eyes and shit. Well, and just when he like yells, like yeah. the, you know, yeah. it's like, oh my god, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't get that from this Joker. It's a completely different Joker. And I mean, what we see on screen may be completely different. It's like he's on his way to the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm going to like in the next People magazine, I'm going to see like, you know, like the when they grade like the outfits, like what's hot and what's not. Oh my gosh, did you see, you know, MTV Joker and what he's wearing? <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez, purple so 5 days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Who does he think he is, Prince? <laughs> <laughs> So. Prince is a uh, hell of a basketball player. Uh, oh, the Chappelle show. Yeah. The more the more images of Leto Joker I see, the least I, excited I get about. I it. agree with you, Jake. I, I I was more excited the less I saw this. This is like really pissing me off. When they right cast now. him, I was like through the moon Tupperware. Yeah, Jared Leto's yeah. great. And now I'm like hinging on a toss it. No, okay, guys, let's 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 separate it from what I mean. Let's let's separate what we haven't seen in the acting. Just let's toss him his look. His Look, oh, yeah. I am. That's yeah. it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm tossing it too, but like, let's wait until we get the performance. You can't help but let it affect what you think of the performance is going to be, though. I He's going to look like this in the movie. I know, but you the, can't help but let that affect his how, the, but, how it's going to be. But I, I, I trust in Leto's acting, and I, I think like what when we finally get to see him on screen, we might, we might, uh, we he might make us actually think like it's cool. Think about Quicksilver. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we tossed the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be, we tossed we toss the fuck out of Evan Peters. But it's not because we're dumb. It's because you can't, you can't help it. Look at that. I know. I know. No, no, I know. I know. <laughs> but see, like, this is the exact... The, okay. Okay. We tossed the look of Evan Peters. Yeah. Okay? We saw him in a fucking uh, breakfast, uh, Hardy's breakfast sandwich <laughs> commercial. And yes. he looks stupid. Yeah. Okay? And, okay, this is the same thing. I yeah. mean, we're seeing Jared Leto on the cover of Empire Magazine. He looks like a fucking asshat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's the Joker, though. Like, I know it's the Joker. You can't compare the Joker to Quicksilver. Quick, I'm, I'm just... That's not what... I'm, and I'm I'm not comparing. Okay, Evan Peters. If you compare Evan Peters to Jared Leto, Jared Leto is a hands hands head and shoulders better actor. 
than Evan Peters. Evan yeah. Peters is never going to win an Oscar. Evan Peters this isn't too shabby, though. He's never. He's not Jared Leto. He's an Oscar winning. He's actor. a young guy. Give him twenty he's years. He's not going <laughs> to. He's not going to. Mark my words, Evan Peters never going to get a goddamn Oscar. I like Evan Peters too, but it's like okay, yeah, you've you've done some fucking you've you've done fucking kick ass, and you did American Horror Story. Whoop the fucking shit. Anyway, this is a fucking this is a fucking Oscar fucking winner yeah. right here. Purebred that motherfucker Dallas Buyers Club Oscar winner. He's been in dopey movies. Oh yeah. Okay, let's talk about him and fucking uh, my so-called life twenty goddamn years ago. <laughs> well, he's, that's twenty years from where Evan Peters. But he's is made. Now. I'll be honest with you. This guy has made some great decisions on some films that he's been in. He Chapter Twenty Seven uh, when he played uh, Mark David Chapman, fucking great. Yeah. Fucking Dallas Buyers Club, great. He's made great decisions in films. Fight Club, great. Yeah. He's made really smart decisions. And when he's not, you know what? He doesn't take every part that he's offered. Because he wants to keep his stock up, and right. I think him and his agent—they've done a great job of get, of landing him roles that he's excelled at. I gotta stop looking at that to take it, it seriously. Yeah, it looks like shit. <laughs> I I am still behind him. I'm I'm still behind Jared Leto. The the the, the look of the character, fucking stupid. Yeah, fucking stupid. But I'm still behind him. I think we might be looking at a Quicksilver here. Right. I'm, I'm at the point where I'll willingly eat crow when it's time to eat crow. But, okay. But I'm over it. If you know what, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, but it looks like garbage to me, and now I feel like it's going to be garbage. God damn it! I don't see it. I agree with you. It looks like gar- I agree with both of you. It looks yeah. like garbage. I don't see him as like fucking this role. Up. I don't either. I've I've seen it too much now. It's fucking like permeated my brain. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to be working off of. I, I, he's going to be working off of fucking Margot Robbie, and it's like holy shit! How can fucking Jared Leto and Margot Robbie give you a shitty fucking scene? Right. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the actress that fucking nailed Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. and I mean, how can he fuck up a scene with her? It's like God. Okay, uh, show me because I'm gonna uh, blow me away. Because if, if 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 those two are on screen and if it's not fucking awesome, then I'm I'm I don't know what fucking world I'm living in. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is his costume, you know, so to speak. This yeah. is why I I look like a fucking idiot because this is my costume. I'm not really a fucking idiot. Yeah, it could be that kind I, of situation. I just, I'll eat crow when yeah. it's time to eat crow if that's the case. I, I, I'll gladly I, eat it. I think it's cook Jer- it up and serve it to I me. I think it's Jared Leto's rock and roll Joker, but we'll see, man. Yeah. I hope you're right, but I, my my conviction towards supporting Jared Leto is completely fucking out the window. <laughs> like I'm I'm out. <laughs> we, lo- we, lo- we lost Jake. <laughs> you had me. I was at the highest Tupperware when you, when you started, man. But, but I'm out now. I'm <laughs> I had to make you look at the picture again. It's not easy for me to Tupperware DC shit, and I did. Yeah, I yeah. did Tupperware yeah. Leto. Yeah. But now it's like, fuck, man. <laughs> God damn it! Only if Peyton Reed was directing this movie, he'd look like the classic Joker. Uh, as long as I, I'm with you. I know he's a great actor. I know he can deliver the performance. Yeah. But I, I'm weak, man. I can't look at that for six straight months. Yeah. And so it'll be hype six months later. I'm weak. I'm a weak man. And <laughs> seeing that picture has killed yeah. me, dude. I'm out. I'm done. I'm so, scared. Okay. So, okay. So do you think – okay. Let me let me get the final – let me get the, <laughs> let me ask you this. So do you think it was David Ayer – that said, I want the Joker to look like this. Or do you think it was like David Ayer went to Leto and said, what would you do with your Joker? And then 
that it was like, okay, I've got this in mind, and then David Ayer was like, okay, yeah, we can go with that. I can go with that. I think David Ayer was like, this is what I have in mind, uh-huh. and then Jared Leto added some more dumb shit to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> 30 seconds to Mars is not very good. No, no, I hate 30 seconds to yeah, Mars. Yeah, that's his vision. That's his artistic vision, so... Yeah, I hate 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> they fucking suck. I like them, so... <laughs> you do not. I do. Do you really? I do. Okay. No, that's ter- all right. They're terrible. I, fall. I, I, I love their music. That's cool. Yeah. That's uh, commercial and shit. Yeah, yeah. I like commercial shit, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's, let's look at this to fucking heal myself. Oh, stop uh, it. Let's, <laughs> okay, let's go. You, you can look at that. That's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at every other fucking interpretation of the Joker, and it'll heal myself. <laughs> that fucking MTV fucking hot topic so nonsense. You, you need a Cesar Romero palate cleanser right now. Yeah, dude. I'll take it. I'll I can see it. the mustache between the white paint. Show me. <laughs> I look at. I can look at anything at this. Show me Bozo the goddamn clown. He was scary as shit. <laughs> yeah. I think he touched kids. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> Jake's like, show me Doctor Who's cock again. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Get, wipe that shit from my fucking brain. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up with the Marvel news. Jake's fucking rocking the Twizzlers right now. <laughs> Eating those fucking Twizzlers. Dude, you and your fucking candy. They're, Com- they're fresh as fuck, man. Comfort <laughs> food. <laughs> this candy is fresh. It just came off the line. <laughs> this Twizzlers is gangster. <laughs> Twizzlers are gangster as fuck. <laughs> I like spit it out. Fucking like, what was it? Like last episode or two episodes ago, you were eating the Chico sticks? That's, just- <laughs> That's a true story. It's true. I love candy. I'm a candy kind of Weren't you eating, like, Brock's candy, like, one episode? No, I had the fruit slices. The fruit slices. The entire bag of fruit slices. (laughs) That was back when we were recording at Jake's place. I'm going to start doing good pop, bad pop on candy. (laughs) Well, you pretty much did that one time. You did the Scosh Box. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) That's true. You reviewed Scosh Box. (laughs) All right, guys. It's time for for candy news. (laughs) I'm not a chocolate guy, though. I I like everything but chocolate. Yeah, I like Skittles, Starburst, Twizzlers. I'm right slices. there with you, brother. I like all the non-chocolate candies. Yeah, me love too. Them. Oh, I love chocolate. I'm not a big chocolate guy. Either. Oh god, yeah, I'm not fucking... a chocolate guy. Oh, milk chocolate. Holy fuck! You ask me what kind of candy bar I want. I want a payday. Okay, you want all those nuts? nuts? Yeah, yeah. Nuts, nuts and I'm all about the nuts. I, 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 I hear the ghost of Frank laughing right now. <laughs> incessantly for the next five minutes because Jake says he likes to eat nuts. Sometimes you feel like a nut, and I, I usually do. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the old Charleston Chew. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I like the chocolate with the vanilla on the inside, the mm. chocolate outside, vanilla inside. Big yeah. fan of that. Yeah. 
But man, you can't. I, Snickers is good. I like Snickers. I like yeah. Snickers. Yeah. yeah. Snickers is good. I like, the fun, I like the fun size better than like the real bar. Like something about the ratio and the yeah. fun size. <laughs> I was at uh, Casey's the other day. I was at Casey's the other. Have you seen the the huge Snickers bar that they sell? Yeah, like mm. the ex- Snickers Extreme. Yeah, and it, like God, it's like you have to cut it up and shit. <laughs> like they suggest, they honestly like on the candy bar itself, it suggests that you take a knife and slice it and then share it with your friends. Like they don't want you to eat the whole goddamn. Thing. <laughs> Like, like, like they, they're actually like worried about like maybe somebody taking legal action if they eat the entire fucking Snickers bar. <laughs> they could probably kill you if you eat the entire thing. Like this, like seriously, it's like the size of a fucking baby's arm. I've seen a Reese's cup that you can get like that. It's like the size of a fucking pizza. Jeez! And oh just, wow! And you slice it like a goddamn pie, and it's like a giant ass fucking Reese's cup. Oh gosh! <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. Who's the asshole that eats the entire fucking <laughs> Reese's peanut butter? Pie cup. Oh man, who's that asshole? One of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> I've got icebreakers over here too. Some Hash- stra- strawberry mint. Hashtag mm. diabetes is awesome. <laughs> I'm surprised diabetes. I don't have diabetes. Comes, comes with diabetes in every in every package. <laughs> Waiting. A hint of diabetes. <laughs> I, I love caramel, though. I like those Hershey Kisses yeah. with the big caramel centers in them. Those caramel's fucking, good, yeah. Mm, caramel's yummy. Good texture. Rolos. Oh, Rolos are Rolos. delicious, too. I like the Rolos. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Caramello. And caramello's okay. Yeah. I'm a bigger fan of Rolos, though. Yeah, yeah. me too. Druthers. I like uh, <laughs> Milk Duds. Mm. Not a big fan of the. I milk like heads. the milk duds. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed those when I was getting them for Halloween. <sighs> you ever do the milk dud popcorn thing? You heard about that? No, what's that? You get your popcorn warm at the movie theater, and mm-hmm. then you dump the milk duds in the popcorn. Oh god! And then you cry about what a huge piece of shit you are <laughs> for eating that weird fucking distracting everyone in the theater. Most of it's really tasty. I'm that guy in the theater with my popcorn. Oh, I fucking hate I'm those people. Popcorn yeah. the whole movie. I'll be right next to you during Star Wars. Yeah. Just fucking mawing. Oh popcorn. god, I hate fucking hearing rappers yeah. and shit. Well, I'm not a rapper guy, but chewing on shit, the popcorn. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not down. <laughs> One time, I brought a bag of Doritos to the movie. I felt like such an oh, asshole. Man. Uh, <laughs> Just when I even oh, it was an unopened bag, and when I opened the bag, I was like, "God damn, I'm an asshole." I like, I think like ex girlfriends when they had like big purses and shit. I, we would like put hot dogs and shit. In yeah, and just, yeah, each. Oh yeah, for sure. I brought my steak and shake into the theater one time. Pretty recently yeah. too. Yeah, had a, had a chili three way, a triple steak burger, a large fry. What I, smells like chili in here? I, I think I, br- I brought Sonic burgers inside there once. <laughs> so nice, nice, nice big juicy. I, I'm gonna bring a bucket of chicken to force <laughs> I'm gonna have a pizza actually delivered to me yeah, while yeah. I'm watching The Force Awakens. Like a pizza delivery guy is actually gonna get, gonna walk in the theater. He'll be yelling, Brian, Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll be like, right here, and I'm actually gonna pay the guy in like like one dollar bills and shit. And then like like the last bit of it's gonna be like change that I'm gonna count out. You know, like the last three dollars is gonna be like quarters and pennies and nickels and shit. Hope you don't mind change. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot the tip. All right, hold on. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> oh, oh man, anyone got a dollar I can buy for the tip? <laughs> on the screen, like you know, we see characters being died, yeah. dying, and shit. And Han's dying. Don't whoa! <laughs> oh! <laughs> hold up! Hold up, SA! Jake! Jake! There was no spoiler. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Good thing we have 3,000 less downloads lately. Because <laughs> we cover 1,000 more. <laughs> Damn, that's all. That was hilarious. I'm going to get killed. <laughs> Tom West is going to be like at my <laughs> <laughs> oh man spoiler warning <laughs> oh wow okay guys let's move on to Marvel News <laughs> that didn't happen oh my no. god <laughs> <coughs> oh wow <laughs> <laughs> Love this. Marvel news. There it is. Han dies. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> So much editing needs to be done. <laughs> I'm not editing shit. This is fucking gold. You did it. Just remember that. We we went from candy yeah. to that. <laughs> That's the progression. I imitated did go from that. I can't. When we start talking oh, about candy. I, I love know. Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have that. It's un- unconfirmed. We haven't seen the movie. Uh, Remember to listen to our Star Wars podcast. <laughs> you might as well at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking evil. That is evil. Oh my god. Might as well at this point, motherfuckers. The, the look on your face <laughs> like see, after you realize. I know. I, <laughs> see, we should have done that episode second. <laughs> oh my I was, god. The dam was down. I, I didn't know anymore. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Oh, yeah, when God. I said it, I was shocked. I was like, <laughs> you shocked yourself. I did. Oh, I'm laughing so hard. My head fucking hurts. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't listen to the last half of this episode <laughs> if you don't want spoilers. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, you, you time mark that and have a little intro at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> actually, it goes off the rail. I don't think you're going to be the most hated person. I think I am when I don't edit it out. <laughs> like, they're going to be like, Brian, you could have taken matters into your own hands and edited that out, and I'm not going to. Thanks for the scapegoat. <laughs> I don't care. I love it when people hate me. I'll pass the tweets on yeah. to you. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, I'm Darth Bryan. Yep. No. Finish what you started. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will finish what you started. That's how I'm creepy watching you do it. <laughs> oh, by the way, Han does. <laughs> Said by my hands. <laughs> you killed him, Jake. <coughs> All right, guys, let's move on to Marvel news after. <sighs> whew, after that Star Wars news, in an interview, <laughs> <laughs> that's all Disney. 
saw this. In an interview with the New York Daily News, Ruffalo, uh, Mark Ruffalo was asked about his involvement in Thor Ragnarok, which will uh, reunite him with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Thor. Uh, Ruffalo didn't have much information, but he did give this. I don't really know that much about it, but I think it's going to be a buddy picture with Thor and Bruce Banner. Ruffalo was asked if they're going, if they're always going to get along, or does he see them maybe having a fight in the film? He says, I think they'll probably fight. There's no doubt. Everyone's, everyone wants us to fight at one point. As for what the film is about, Ruffalo gave this a little bit of information. He says, I know that it's about the Norse legends of Ragnarok or the end times in the Marvel Universe as it pertains to Thor, which seems to be quite the theme these days in movies. It sounds like he's kind of like making was, fun of it a little bit. I was going to say, does Mark Ruffalo work for Joe Blow? <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't told you yeah, that. Yeah, it's like uh, the end times. It seems to be quite the theme these days in these movies. <laughs> yeah. It seems like everything, every movie is about the end times. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Age of Ultron. Almost the end of the earth. And, wow, it's almost like he's just like, wow, everything's got to be about the end of the end of the world now. Yeah. I don't know. He must have uh, just watched Birdman. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to a uh, Hulk Thor buddy movie? No. <laughs> Directed by who's the fucking director for this fucking film? Yeah, this piece of shit. Can we bring Kenneth Branagh back? Josh, you like? Hey, hey, guys, did you like when uh, Hulk punched Thor in Avengers? It's gonna happen this whole movie. Two oh, hours. Shit. Two hours of that shit. Can we get Peyton Reed to do this movie too? Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I, there is a director attached to this, and I remember not being impressed by whoever it was. I don't know. I'm sure. But, guys, are you, I mean, Thor Ragnarok, are, are you looking forward to this one at all? I no, mean, Thor's my least favorite of the Marvel movie franchise, so mm. not so much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, is this going to set up uh, Planet Hulk or anything, or... I think that's a pipe dream. Yeah, I don't think we're ever we're getting Planet Hulk anytime soon. Yeah, didn't Mark Ruffalo recently come out with statements saying like they're very like they're 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 farther off from having a fucking Hulk solo movie than they are actually. Yeah, I remember that from yeah. a couple months ago. I think. Yeah. So, all right, guys. There's a new rumor coming from Hashtag Show. Uh, it's uh, that the Vision and Scarlet Witch will start a relationship in uh, Captain America: Civil War, like in the comics. Yeah. Uh, now at the beginning of the movie, Vision is part of Team Tony, which is you know shown in the concept art. But by the end of the film, he flips sides to Team Cap. Hmm. So does that mean Scarlet Witch dies? It's like a regular John Kerry that Vision, mm. a flip flopper. Yeah. <laughs> Some political humor for you there, there from, you from eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> very, nice one. Very timely and topical. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Not, not only have you spoiled Star Wars, <laughs> I spoiled the 2002 presidential race. <laughs> you are going to be the most hated person in this podcast. <clears throat> oh, well. All right, guys. There's also speculation that the, that the vision may show up in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, if the Hulk does become a threat because Thor gave vision life, he shows up in the film. Okay. Just a rumor. Remember, Thor gave Vision life in the film. He used like uh, his uh, thunder, uh, electricity, fucking lightning powers, and fucking uh, brought life into Vision. Remember, Vision was he? He thought that was so fucking cool. He also fucking made the cape. Yeah. yeah. And so, so uh, if if the Hulk does become a threat, they feel like the Vision will show up in the film to help out uh, Thor. Mm. 
<laughs> I think this is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't believe it. No. <clears throat> I think Thor, more than any of these characters, though, needs supporting superheroes in his movies to make them interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, more so than, like, Cap or fucking yeah. Iron Man or yeah. whatever. Can we all agree, though, like, if if the vision is powered by an infinity gem mm-hmm. that in order for Thanos to eventually get all the gems, that vision has to die at the hand of Thanos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least not be very powerful after. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> right. You know, it's like, Oh, I just pulled the stone. And does it, do you think that he'll become like the white vision? That'd be cool. After he pulls the stone out. Hmm. That'd be a neat image. Possible. That'd be kind of cool. Possible. I'm down with that. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's interesting. I never. I never. That's a stupid. Like I, I, I kind of feel stupid that I never thought along those lines before, though. Yeah. Because like obviously, Thanos has to have the whole Infinity Gauntlet, right? And obviously, one of them's attached to Vision's head and yeah. powering the guy. Do you think we're actually gonna get a scene where we see like Thanos like rip it out of his fucking head? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would really make Thanos a big threat. I think. Yeah. Like there's a scene. Like I talked earlier about, like the Flash when he got grabbed by fucking King Shark. Yeah, are we gonna get that scene here? But instead, Thanos rips a fucking gem out of his fucking head. Vision's just talking. He's like, <laughs> I imagine him flicking it off his head yeah, like you. a marble. <laughs> it could happen if they're gonna continue to like make him more and more endearing. Yeah, I can see that. Thanos? Okay, no, not Thanos. <laughs> I, I okay, know, guys, 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 guys. Here it is. Here it is. Here. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Thanos wants to get all the gems. Thanos is played by Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was in Goonies. In Goonies, the kids got the gems at the end of the movie. The rest of the gems are being carried by Sean Astin. <laughs> I'm down. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with it. Sean Astin. I give that a, I give that a taste it. Goddamn Sean Astin. <laughs> so, the end of Thor Ragnarok. We're going to see the Goonies pirate ship. Awesome. And that's going to be our next movie. <laughs> Fucking Tupperware. And then Han dies. <laughs> In case you didn't catch that earlier. <laughs> we'll always have Chewy still, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why people will be freaking out. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Jake. Look what you did. I know, I know. Fuck, <laughs> I like it's like it's like it's like that moment where your dog like pisses on the floor <laughs> and you run him rub his face in the urine. That's like I want to rub your face in that. I room. ate too much candy before that segment. I got all spazzed out for a second. Hondas oh, nice. sugar rush. I was like ah, Hondas. <laughs> Jesus, you should see what happens uh, if I eat fun. Dip. This is what happens when we have fucking two weeks off or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we spoil Star Wars in the non-spoiler episode. Yeah. <laughs> when we specifically the whole point of the other episode, do an episode yeah. so we don't spoil Star Wars for people. <laughs> yeah, we tried to give you the choice to avoid it, but Jake said, "Fuck you." You have no choice. Have, this is a communist podcast. <laughs> Jake, Jake is like, this news really is gangsters. <laughs> no shit, I delivered. I went straight to someone's dick hole. Man down, man down. <laughs> someone, someone got their dick hole knocked the fuck off. Oh, shit. my dick hole. Ah, Jake. That was a drive-by rumor shooting. <laughs> Holy crap. Keep your kids away from the windows. God. Jake just ripped the gem out of Vision's forehead. 
<laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Powered that motherfucker down. <laughs> I powered our listeners down. All right, guys. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not. Uh, yeah. Spoiler. We're not gonna do emails this week. <laughs> spoiler. We're gonna. Do, I promise. We're gonna do. We're gonna do them next week. You guys gonna make me do them next week? I think we should yeah. probably do it at some point. Yeah. I like how much Jay laughed at that being a spoiler. <laughs> I think Jay doesn't think that was much of a spoiler. I think he saw that as predictable. Yeah. He saw that coming. We are gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end I'm gonna end the show with this final um, Marvel bit of Marvel news. Um uh, actually it's a couple a couple things that have to do with the Fox side of the Marvel universe. Uh on a per, on a uh, personal note. Uh, I'm a little worried. I love the Deadpool movie so far, mm-hmm. everything I've seen. I'm a little worried, though, that maybe it's a little too much with T.J. Miller and Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Clusterfuck. I mean, I think they're both great, but, like, both of them together, is it is it too much of a good thing? Yeah, I mean, unless they play off each other very well. Yeah. yeah. How much is T.J. Miller going to be in it, though? That's a good point. Yeah, Transformers took care of him really early. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just going to be in, it, in, like, a couple scenes with them. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be... You like, don't think he's going to be his buddy throughout the whole movie, though? I, I don't. I think I, Colossus I will probably show up more than fucking T.J. Miller. That would yeah. be fine. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. All right, comicbook.com is saying that Hugh Jackman is showing up for X-Men Apocalypse reshoots. Mm-hmm. Guys, I think this is a bad sign. Yeah. I want to know your opinions, though. Is this a good sign or a bad sign? And what I mean by that is, do they have enough faith in their film that they think that this movie can stand on its own two legs without Hugh Jackman? Or are these reshoots basically saying, like, oh, shit, this movie's going to suck dick donkey dick <laughs> and we've got a we've got a we've got a fucking reshoot with fucking Hugh Jackman now I'm going to make a charitable assessment on this here maybe there was just something with Hugh Jackman's look at the time because of another movie that they needed him to grow his hair back a certain way like they needed for a couple scenes you know what I'm saying Hold, what, okay well like, like maybe maybe because of another movie Hugh Jackman was in right they couldn't get some scenes the way they wanted because he didn't have his facial hair and hairstyle the way they needed it. And so maybe he had to re, like grow his hair or something. But he wasn't going to be in this movie at all, though. Mm. Oh, really? I thought he was. I mean, you're, I don't, you're like, you're, I, I, I thought I was talking to like a barber here for a second. I, don't know what's, <laughs> like, I thought he was going to be in this movie. It was, no, when the movie first came out, it was rumored mm-hmm. that he was going to be in it. Then they, then, I mean, then, but it was also rumored that Gambit may show up in this movie. Well, yeah. then there was like more confirmation that neither. That that the last fucking Fox movie that Hugh Jackman was going to be in was going to be uh, Wolverine three, mm. and so he was not going to show up in Apocalypse. That, and they didn't even think he was going to show up in like a cameo. Hmm. So now it's like they're doing reshoots with him, and you're talking to me about hair, and I. I, I <laughs> Maybe it is just a cameo thing, and maybe it was always planned, but they had to wait until later in the process to do the shots. Okay, all right, slow down, Vidal Sassoon. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk. Um, now, okay, I'm just saying, like, are they doing the reshoots with him because they're not confident? Like, like uh, earlier we talked about like the fact that like holy shit, Wonder Woman's got to have fucking Batman in the movie yeah. for people to possibly go see it. Is this the same thing? It could be. I mean, maybe. I don't think. He's- think no, think about it this way. The the the, the okay. The, Fox has learned in the past that like even though X Men Origins, uh, no, X, yeah, X Men First Class, like was a success. I mean, like people liked it. Yeah. 
it was probably one of the lowest grossing X-Men films because it didn't have Hugh Jackman in it except for the cameo scene. Yeah. So maybe is, it's just a bit of that though. Is it Fox just saying, let's, let's, we need more, we need more money. We, yeah. We, we, you know, we need to get word out that, yeah, Hugh Jackman's going to be in this. You got to see this. It depends on how much publicity that gets from the actual movie studio. Yeah. You know, because they didn't use Hugh Jackman as a draw for first class. They did not. And I loved that they didn't. And if this is just like someone is leaking the news that he's going to be in it, and then after the fact the studio doesn't promote the fact that he's going to be in it, then I don't blame them for doing this as a money grab. Okay. <clears throat> but if there's like Hardy's commercials for X-Men Apocalypse... Yeah, or a, Wolverine, or like, a Vidal on a burger, and or, having, a, yeah. or a Vidal Sassoon commercial <laughs> <laughs> with, with Hugh Jackman. His hair wasn't right. Hugh yeah. Jackman <laughs> sitting in a fucking you know salon barber chair. Where did you come up with? He's got to. <laughs> he's got to get ready. Like if he's gonna play Wolverine in the movie, he has to get his like shit ready. Yeah. I, all right. Like he doesn't have. Like have you seen other movies Hugh Jackman's in? Oh yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't look like that. Oh, I like, know. Yeah, I know. And it, it's not special effect. They don't put a wig on the guy like he literally grows his hair out <laughs> i know but it's just like the first thing you thought of yeah i don't know his hair <laughs> he's got nice hair <laughs> jeez i would have never went there that's brilliant does, does anybody have any non-hair related comments today about, about, about this movie? jake's like no no we can move on yeah i I think we covered it all. <laughs> Jay, do you have any thoughts I, on I, this? I honestly think it's like not necessarily that they think it's a necessity, but they know damn well putting him in the movie is going to generate more bucks. Okay. And especially with the rumors that he might be in full costume. Mm. That's another draw. Like People are going to see it just to go see him in fucking. So that's a rumor that's full, out there. That's a rumor that okay. he will be in full costume. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, see, you know, that's something that's exciting, but yeah. I'm not heroin. Not hairily, because it would have a hell a mask on or whatever. So, yeah. well, that would blow my theory out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> if he's got the headgear on, what the fuck am I? I, I love that. <laughs> I love that you came up with that. <laughs> Way to fucking poke holes in my theory, Jay. <laughs> you wouldn't even see his fucking hair, Jay. <laughs> he could have had it all shaved off. For if that's the case, it Jesus. might not even be Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> he could be bald under that fucking helmet <laughs> fucking professor x and shit <laughs> oh man all right now no, the last uh last, <laughs> last we've really gone off the rails this last segment yeah we have last marvel story has to do with uh evan peters who still hasn't won an oscar <laughs> future oscar winner <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to me about Evan Peters' hair? His <laughs> hair wasn't right. What's man. he going to be in? What's he doing reshoots? Does it for? have a full body? A good, has <laughs> Are a good, they doing Quicksilver reshoots? Has a he... good has a good bounce, right? <laughs> it's not bad. He's got good hair. Evan <laughs> Peters' hair is good. Uh, the, he's got that awesome mustache in the new hotel. Uh, oh, I haven't seen. I, I am behind on my uh, American Horror. Oh story. man, he's got the pencil thin mustache. Going. Oh, he's rocking the uh, Matt Dillon from There's Something About Mary. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man, he's great. All right, Evan Peters was jokingly asked by details if X Men Apocalypse had anything to do with the zombie apocalypse, and his response was a little <laughs> revealing about his character. 
uh, how his character will come into play during the film. Jake, what you got something funny to say? No, I, I feel like, I, I really don't. I really don't. I was trying to silently open my mint box. Uh, you're saying that. Need more candy. I need my Twizzlers. Twizzlers, hand eyes. Put this mint in my mouth so I don't open it anymore. <laughs> Uh, he was asked about uh, how, yeah, if it had anything to do with the zombie apocalypse. He says, ha, no, it's not. Although that would be amazing if Apocalypse brought back the dead to help him take over the earth. I love zombies. I can't get enough. But the story is that my character is searching for his father and wants to find him. It starts there, and then he jumps on the X-Men train and gets sucked up in this whole apocalypse madness. He tries to stop him from destroying the world. Huh. Hmm. So he's going to be having some Magneto father-son issues. Yeah, because it looks like Magneto is kind of like going along with Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, it looks like, well, it looks like that Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse is trying to recruit Magneto. Right. In the scenes that we've seen. And they're trying to make Quicksilver a bigger player, yeah. it sounds like. Just based on how well he did in the last. It wasn't necessarily a plan. Yeah. So that's kind of disheartening. Is that good or bad? I, I mean, think that's disheartening as fuck. Well, they can't recreate what he did in the first no. movie. They no. can't. No. So maybe like giving him more screen time is a good thing. Um, Depends on how he plays it. That's true. Yeah, I want him to get more screen time. I mean, if it's, if it's bad, it's bad. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he earned it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he earned the writers to write him in the story more. I do, too. I do, too. I do too. It's just how they use him. Yeah. We're not, I don't want them to try to recreate the scene that we got. Yeah. I don't want time in a bottle part two. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that, the, like they'll play back in time. Yeah. You know, Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little disconcerting because it is the eighties now, but right. I think it's a little, re- it's a little bit of re- re- a reveal of like where his head is in, in this. And it, it, do you think it's, uh, you know, uh, Magneto is, uh, being swayed by, you know, Apocalypse and like Quicksilver's bigger part in this trying to bring his, you know, father back? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it'd be a compelling, st- I think they think it's going to be a pretty compelling story. I think yeah. there's going to be a scene where like all three of them sit down and talk about each other's hairstyles. <laughs> One can hope. <laughs> Oscar Isaac's got great hair too. He, he does. does. Oh, wow. I agree. That is a beautiful head of hair. Yeah, it God is damn right it is. <laughs> Poe, damn, yeah. run, <laughs> damn. That guy's got good shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that he just. I don't think he gets his shampoo off the shelf, man. No, he's special ordering that shit. Yeah, he's getting that from like gluten a fucking, free. Yeah, it's like a like a. <laughs> do they make gluten free? <laughs> sure Is that a thing? <laughs> Jonas, or no gluten? Artisan, artisan, <laughs> yeah, artisan well, shampoo. It's not a bread. <laughs> it's organic, artisan, gluten free with antioxidants. <laughs> It's the antioxidants that really do. It's a fusion of all those things. (laughs) It's a fusion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Co-fusion of all those things. Some shampoo marketer's just shooting a load right now. He's got some good ideas. Nice. (laughs) There's a guy, like, holding, like, like, really, with, like, like, shoulders, like, you know, he's, like, hunched and shit. And he's just holding, like, a shitty bottle of Pert Plus, like. (laughs) Pert Plus. Isn't like Kurt Plus like the redheaded stepchild? Of, it's like the redheaded stepchild of like uh, shampoos. It's like, oh yeah, shampoo and conditioner in one. Like, right. Whoopty shit. I'm a, I'm a lazy fuck and I can't do three steps exactly. instead of two. Right. <laughs> Lather, rinse, repeat. No. I don't feel like it. No. No. 
No. I'd just rather lather and call it a yeah. day. <laughs> go back to bed. <laughs> lather and go back to bed. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I lathered and left it in. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> Who, who's the piece of shit that just lathers and goes to <laughs> that that person's out there. He probably listens to the podcast. <laughs> He's crying right now. Yeah. He, I say he. He's laughing at me. <laughs> they all laugh at this me. This episode is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap this up before I like talk about Finn losing both his hands. Or hey! <laughs> God damn it, Jake! <laughs> Oh, well. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. Uh, this has been episode 113. Uh. <laughs> exhausted. Exhausted sigh. Guys, <laughs> 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 like this, that was episode 113. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. This is just like, no, people, like, if this is somebody's, like, first episode, they're just gonna be like, these assholes just fucking, like, talk about stupid shit. Yeah. They fucking talk about candy and fucking shampoo, and they just, <laughs> they fucking, like, giggle and shit. And they, like, tickle each other and shit. Hugh Jackman's hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, Doctor Who's got a big penis. <laughs> like, you know, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> fucking assholes. Total content. Fuck this show. <laughs> one star review. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God forbid. Oh, God forbid we get a one star fucking review yeah. on iTunes. Oh, my God. That's gonna, I'm not gonna be able to get any fucking sleep at night. I don't give a fuck. I hope I inspired a one-star review. Yeah, yeah, bring them on. Yeah, if we fucking sucked, if we fucking sucked, get on iTunes right now and uh, give us a one-star review. Yeah, let us know. We we could give a rat's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Don't give a fuck. Nobody pays me a goddamn dime. No. Your opinion of me, it doesn't matter. No. Whatever. You know what? All I care about is, like, our loyal listeners that are fucking, like, down for this fucking show... They're the fucking ones that count. Yeah, the I agree. fucking the fucking people that fucking didn't drop off. But uh, I would like to point out that this last month was our lowest month for that month. So. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Way to go, guys. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> That's what killed Han. <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna end this bitch. All right, just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, Han's dead. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Except for we won't see Han next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counter
culture push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushovers Pop culture, leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers.